Listen, game on the line, you can bet we take them. Go, black and gold, black and gold. Don't stop, boy, we trying to win the Super Bowl. We, we rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints, we gonna do it some more. We, we rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints, now nah, give me some more. Now, nah, who that, who that, holla, who that, who that, holla, who that, who that, holla, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that nation. Hi, I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. We are live right now on what I like to call Montague Street. Um, the new studio uh, is on and popping. This is the first episode uh, that we have done. Uh, well, second episode we've done uh in the new studio uh, that i dubbed uh, montague street um i tell y'all a little bit about the reason why i'm calling it that uh montague street was the name of the street uh that my grandparents stayed on for over 20 years so um you know just in honor of them um also my new orleans roots i decided to call my brand new studio montague street but thank y'all so much for chilling on montague street with yours truly uh to talk new orleans saints football and um, shouts out to everybody in the chat right now. Shouts out to everybody listening around the country, around the world. Everybody that's watching right now. Really do appreciate your time. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Saints minicamp. Uh, Saints minicamp is going to kick off this week. And there are so many different storylines that, that involve the black and gold. Uh, there are so many guys that are trying to step up to emerge uh, to starting roles. Uh, one guy in particular that I wrote an article about today on Gumbo Pot Sports. You can check that out on GumboPotSports.com um, about DeMarco Jackson, uh, which we're going to be talking a little bit about in the show. Um, but there, there are so many different storylines going into this camp. Uh, this is a brand new Saints team for the most part. New faces at, at uh, positions that are very, very important. And these guys need to play well. Um, and... It's going to be important that these guys uh, step up. Uh, I think last week, the biggest shocker 
uh, was Michael Thomas returning um, so prematurely. I think a lot of people thought uh, Michael Thomas probably would have shown up around training camp time, right? Um, around the time where, you know, it's time to, you know, rock and roll. But the fact that he actually showed up early, um, there, there are some videos that are out right now. Michael Thomas getting it in, squatting 500 pounds and all that kind of stuff there. You know, it, it's good to see Michael Thomas out there, you know, on the field um, and also, you know, in the weight room. And, you know, I, I heard some people, you know, that they, they uh, emailed me to talk about Michael Thomas, the way that he looks. Uh, as far as, you know, his size, it seemed like, you know, he got a little bit of a belly there and stuff like that. But my, my question is to you is, um, how is this guy supposed to stay in cardiovascular shape? Um, the fact that he's dealing with a toe injury and an ankle injury. Like, how is he able to walk on the treadmill? How is he able to run? I think that's that's something that people need to pay attention to. Uh, but Michael Thomas, to me, um, I have no doubt that Michael Thomas will be back uh, to Michael Thomas form um you know in the 2023 season and the saints are going to need him uh to come and be back at that michael thomas form especially since they have a brand new quarterback in Derek carr coming over from the las vegas raiders um and you also i mentioned demarco jackson you know demarco jackson the new the linebacker that was drafted in the fifth round last year out of appalachian state uh came in uh played really well like in you know during practice you know especially in coverage. And I was extremely impressed uh, the way he was able to cover tight ends and running backs. And that is what the new NFL is all about. Like you, you can't just be one of those linebackers that just kind of stand still, you know, mostly like the guys like the Lawrence Taylors and the Ricky Jacksons of old that just tried to get after the quarterback. But you, you got to have the ability to be able to cover. And um, he also is going to be filling a huge void. Uh, the fact that Caden Ellis is no longer with the team. Say what you want about Caden Ellis. Say what you want to, uh, you know, say about him, uh, you know, him uh, being injured throughout his Saints career. But uh, last season, he stepped up when it mattered most. He had 78 tackles. He had seven sacks. And he started in 11 games. And he was in there when Pete Warner went out, another guy who we are expecting to take that extra step going into his third season. I mean, his rookie season to his sophomore season, it, it will, he developed – leaps and bounds i mean it was absolutely incredible to watch p warner play but if he can stay healthy i think that the saints will be fine i think that demarco jackson's development is one of the main reasons why i think the saints aren't as um anxious to go out here to try to find a linebacker sometimes you know when teams don't make moves and they they try to work within house i think it tells us a lot about a team it tells us a lot about where this team feels they are. And I think it was like that last year. You know, we thought that the Saints need to go out here and go back and get Quan Alexander. Or they need to go get a free agent linebacker. But little did we know that P. Warner was going to step up the way that he did. And um, I, I am looking forward to seeing what DeMarco Jackson is going to do. I like him. I think he's a high motor guy and I think he's an extremely smart guy. Uh, he was a first team all Sun Belt coming out of college, a uh, defensive player of the year coming out of the Sun Belt. So I, I expect for him to step up uh, in a major way. Uh, the secondary, uh, there's a lot of new guys, new faces that are out there. Uh, Want to see how these guys are going to mesh together. Uh, you got some guys that are returning, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew and Marcus May, uh, got a full season under their belts. 
being acclimated to the Saints defense. So I expect for them to be able to play a little bit faster, as well as guys like Elante Taylor going into his second season. I think there are high expectations about him. Uh, some Saints fans would rather see him opposite of Marshawn Lattimore, but I still feel like Paulson Adebo has something to say about that. And uh, I think that it's going to be an interesting competition. And, and I, I have to give the Saints coaching staff credit for this. The fact that they are making competition happen at camp. They're making it happen at all positions. You know, even guys like Will Lutz, you know, who to me kind of struggled last season, you know, and I feel like maybe got a little bit comfortable after he got that contract. And not to mention he was dealing with some injuries. The Saints brought in a new kicker who is really uh, making it interesting. And uh, and honestly, the guy is doing so well from what I heard. It could be uh, Will Lutz can be on the chopping block, you know. So I like the way the Saints are doing things. I like the competitive nature of this team. I like what they're trying to do. I like uh, what this team is all about. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do. Uh, heading into minicamp uh I, I it is mandatory so you're probably going to see some guys coming back uh hopefully alvin camaro will be back i don't think him being out has anything to do with what he's doing as far as uh, his court case i just think that alvin camaro just does not show up the otas i mean but he is going to be at mandatory uh, minicamp i'm pretty sure that three days uh that they're going to have it before you know they uh adjourn and then the next time we see this team is going to be around training camp so I am going to um, be looking uh, for energy. I'm going to be looking for guys, uh, you know, who got the first team reps. I'm going to be looking for guys who are who have are taking advantage of those opportunities because it's going to be extremely important. Uh, you know, if you you take a rep off at, at this offseason for the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion, you might end up um, being on outside looking in. And uh, as far as minicamp, minicamp will kick off tomorrow. Uh, it's a three days, uh, so it's going to kick off for the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. So it uh, should be interesting, man. Shouts out to all of the uh, Saints uh, media guys that are on the ground, giving us a wall-to-wall coverage about the team. Uh, shouts out to them. Uh, shouts out to all the brothers that are kind enough uh, to uh, give me a little bit of information to share with you all. Uh, but definitely going to be talking about this, and hopefully uh, everything uh, goes smoothly. Uh, not just mini camp, but also going into training camp, which we're going to be covering, uh, you know, entire all season and what we expect from this team um, right here on the State of the Saints podcast. I'm going to read some of your comments. Uh, like I mentioned before, I'm going to read some of these comments and um, and then we're going to open up the phone lines. You know, I'm not going to hold you all alone. And, you know, I know a lot of people have something to say about the team. So I'm going to be opening up the phone lines really, really soon. So uh, keep it locked right here. I ask that you hit the like button. Uh, if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast, uh, if you want to donate uh, to the State of the Saints podcast, you can do so by uh, uh, through Super Chats. And also, uh, if you, you know, um, want to uh, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the State of the Saints podcast, uh, make sure you subscribe. And if you're on the fence about it, hopefully you hit that subscription button towards the end of the show. All right. I'm going to go ahead and uh, start with uh, Yellow says uh, complain. He ain't there just to complain. He ain't in the shape. Uh, they want lol bro can't win yeah i mean look I, I don't understand how people expect for him to be able to maintain his, his cardio routine if he has leg and, and foot injuries like i don't understand it like 
He's dealing with ankle injury. He had to get uh, a surgery on his toe. Like, how's he going to run? How's he going to stay in shape? You know, like if you're just sitting down, it's a lot of downtime during that time, right? So how do people expect for this dude to, you know, stay in shape and be able to uh, be able to work on his cardio if he's dealing with a foot injury? I don't know. I, I, I just think this is one of those situations where I hate to say it. People just like to complain, you know, and, and you know, I, I don't I don't like that, man. The fact is the guy came back earlier than anybody anticipated uh the, the entire time people were talking about is he going to be out there at all now you see him and now all of a sudden like that now is the way that he looks which you know to be quite honest with you the only reason why i acknowledge that um is because of you know i, I feel like you know it what's going on with him it, it needs to be said it, it needs to be addressed the fact is the guy can't run and he can't be able to do some of the things that you know keep him in cardiovascular shape so i don't understand what people would actually want here um strolling down a little bit says uh what do you think if the saints go after uh cook the running back uh well that that was kind of um something that i alluded to in the description um you know delvin cook was the guy that i was talking about there are some um you know there are some stories linking uh delvin cook to the new orleans saints i feel like to me, uh, I, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea at this point. Um, I think if the Saints didn't go in the direction of getting Jamal Williams, getting Keandre Miller, uh, I would say, hey, you know, maybe y'all need to look at, you know, getting a guy like Delvin Cook. But the fact that you have Alvin Kamara, Miller, and Williams, I, I don't feel like there's a need to get Delvin Cook. I feel like Delvin Cook would do better in, in a place like Miami, who has a running back by committee, and he can be that starting running back um you know some of these other teams that are out here that are available probably looking uh for a running back uh maybe you know um i look at the denver broncos that would be a good place for him you know Devontae williams uh coming off that uh that injury uh that he sustained week four of last year um we all know what sean payton can do with a running back like delvin cook that probably can be a really good space for him um another spot um, would be uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that that would be a good spot for them. You know, they have Austin Eckler, of course, but who knows what's going to happen with that. Uh, the Rams, uh, you know, Cam uh, Cam Akers had some issues with the Rams last season. So, you know, maybe, you know, the Rams aren't really that sold on them. I mean, I don't know if people were following the Rams like that, but Cam Akers went home and uh, it was kind of like on a hush. Nobody really wanted to talk about it. He wasn't really happy because he wanted a new contract. So maybe Delvin Cook, that would be an interesting place for him as well. But there's some, so many different spots where Delvin Cook can come in and be the number one running back, you know, not sharing the backfield with a bunch of guys, you know. And I just think that the Saints already have formidable running back talent. If somebody was to go down, somebody else can step up. And I don't think we, you know, as a fan base or uh, onlookers would, would miss a beat, you know. All those guys are capable of carrying the load if one guy goes down. And that's exactly what you want in your backfield. Adding Delvin Cook would not uh, benefit the Saints at all at this point. It, it would be almost like, where where would he go? Where would he go? I, I don't know. Uh, can't wait to see Pancake uh, Penny and the bruising old line letting Carr uh, check his lottery tickets like Breeze used to do while passing. Well, let's just hope that's the case. You know, it, it's been a while since we've seen a dominant performance. Uh, season-wide by the offensive line 
of the New Orleans Saints. So hopefully they can get back to some of those old traditions that we all loved. Um, you know, I, I don't expect for Bush Ride, good uh, Goodwin, Evans, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Zach Streif to come through that door. But at the same time, you know, I got to give a shout out to my guy, John Stinscombe as well. I don't expect for none of those guys to walk through that door. But if you can have a formidable offensive line and be the offensive line that we need them to be, then I think that the Saints will be just fine. I mean, offensive line definitely needs to step up this season, uh, kind of living off reputation at this time. Um, but right now, they have, they aren't living up to that reputation. It's almost like we don't really talk about the offensive line because in years past, the offensive line has been dominant. So we kind of be like, oh, well, we got a good offensive line. But when you peel it back, when you peel it back and you peel back those layers, you're like, do we really have a good offensive line or does it really need some work? That includes my favorite player, Ryan Ramchick. You know, it's been a while since uh, we've seen him be dominant at the right tackle position. But I understand that he's been dealing with injuries and the injury that he sustained is going to be something that lingers with him throughout his career. But, you know, still, you know, he's still dominant. And uh, a lot of these guys have developed. Uh, we expect Trevor Penning to take that extra step uh, at the left tackle position, you know, being a year removed. Uh, I know he dealt with some injuries, but still, you're around the team. You have opportunity to work on your strength and conditioning, uh, your cardio, and being able to be that dominant offensive lineman that the Saints need him to be. Uh, let's see. What will you be willing to trade uh, to get the Neil Hunter? Um, what will I be willing to trade to get the Neil Hunter? Well, the, the Neil Hunter been in the league for quite some time. So I'm always looking at guys um, – you know, they've been in the league for a while that had dealt with injuries. Like, you have to take that into consideration. You don't want to be giving up first and second round picks for a guy that may not be able to be there for the whole entire season. Daniel Hunter is extremely talented. We all know that. But the problem is he's been, you know, he's been dealing with that injury. And I think he had a, if I'm not mistaken, he's dealing with a neck injury. So you, you don't know what you're going to get with that. So based on that information, um, you have to respect the talent that he is. You know, I would say around a third or fourth round pick for a guy like Neil Hunter, you know, but to me, even with a third round pick, you might be risking it just a little bit due to his injury history and how serious uh, those injuries uh, when it comes to the neck and, you know, back area could possibly be. So I would say like a third or fourth round pick. Uh, TJ, are you going to same training camp this year, sir? Yeah, I'm going to try to make it out there to the training camp, man. I'm going to try to uh, get out there. Uh, maybe like one weekend or something like that, or maybe for a couple of days, probably check it out. Of course, you know, with my job and everything like that, I can't be able to get out there. And plus, on top of that, um, I'm not just uh, going to be focusing on, you know, Saints camp fully. You know what I'm saying? I got opportunity to go to other NFL teams' camps, and I want to check that out. And I got to do that because, you know, it's about the Gumbo Pie Sports podcast and Gumbo Pie Sports. Uh, you know, shouts out to the, the NFL teams that, are, you know, that gave me the opportunity to be able to go to some of their training camps. So I want to check those out as well to be able to write uh, content. But of course, um, definitely going to try to make my way out there to Saints camp. Uh, unfortunately, you know, some of the media credentials and criteria, um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just not on the same page when it comes to the Saints PR team, which is cool, man. You know, I mean. I guess, you know, sometimes, you know, when people are honest about certain things, people don't like it. Um, sometimes when you crack jokes and have a good time, sometimes people don't like it. But it's not going to stop anything. You know, I'm still going to be out there, you know, even if I have to 
be an onlooker and, you know what I'm saying, don't really get that access that I need. I'm still going to be out there to be able to cover the team and be able to do the things that I want to do. But once again, shouts out to uh, the other NFL teams that were nice enough to be able to grant me those credentials to check out their teams. But let me go ahead and um, I'm open up the phone lines right now. And uh, I'm going to hear from I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you all have to say um, about Saints minicamp. Uh, you have questions or you have comments. Feel free to chime in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joe says, TJ, how much better do you think the offense is going to be this year? If last year was a, a C minus, uh, what's this year grade going to be and why? Well, I mean, only time will tell. You know, um, I'm, I'm always kind of skeptical of uh, having these predictions based on um, what I see um, and, you know, the players. Because, you know, on paper, they look like they're going to be a formidable bunch. I mean, the, 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 the guys that the Saints have brought in offensively, guys that are going to be able to come back, uh, the offensive linemen that are, you know, going from year one to year two uh, and the ones that are, are starting to emerge to be seasoned veterans, you got to take that into account. Um, but I do think that the dynamic of Derek Carr, um, you know, be that as it may, uh, if he has a really good command of the offense, which I think we all expect him to have, uh, I expect for them to do much better and be much better than they were last season. Um, last season left a lot to be desired bad taste in your mouth um if you probably wasn't a saints fan you probably would probably turn your tv off because you're, you're not interested in what's going on um but I, I think that you're going to see better offensive play i think that you're going to see more opportunities for the running backs uh based on uh how Derek carr plays the game i mean you may not Derek carr may not be your first choice you have a lot of Saints fans that want Jameis Winston to be their quarterback. But one thing you have to admit about Derek Carr, he can get the ball into the hands of the playmakers. Uh, he has made a career out of making average quarter, I mean, average wide receivers uh, look more and, you know, saying better than average. And uh, he, he makes really good decisions, you know, when it comes to uh, throwing a football. He has a high completion percentage rate. He has the ability to bring back the team uh, if they're down and they're dealing with a deficit. So uh, if, if you're taking all those things into account, I expect for the offense to be much better uh, than it was last year. And if, if you know, if it's not, then, then then something is terribly wrong. You have to look at the coaching staff at this particular point because the Saints have done everything they possibly could to try to bring in guys uh, that not only complement Derek Carr as a, as, a, as a quarterback, but also guys that can go out there and, and are capable of making plays if you just give them the ball, the ability to get yards after the catch, the ability to get behind the defense, the ability to make guys miss. You're bringing all these guys in. And, and also, you not to mention, you brought in Jamal Williams, who led the NFL in rushing touchdowns. So the Saints who dealt with short yardage situations couldn't get a yard. I mean, time after time in order for them to, uh, you know, get first down and move the chains. I mean, you're doing all these things in order for your team to get better. If your team doesn't get better, you can't just look at the players. You got to start looking at the coaching staff, you know. So there you go. Uh, I think uh, if it's a change in camp this year, uh, we will be okay. DA cannot have a short practice the entire camp. Yeah, you can't, man. I mean, look, short camps and all that kind of stuff are for teams that have established themselves and the players know the coach, the coach knows them. Or, you know, if if you're, you know, really excited 
about how camp is going and how things are, are, are going, you know, coming together. But I, I do feel like it was a little bit too lax last year, uh, too, too ho-hum if you ask me. You know, I, I just feel like this year, and I have to give him credit, um, Dennis Allen uh, has a really good command of this team. Uh, he, he has a really strong command of this team. So uh, the way that I'm looking at it, I think that, you know, um, I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to be different. I, I think it also has a lot to do with Dennis Allen' uh, ability, you know what I'm saying, to feel comfortable as the head coach. I feel like last year uh, you're wondering how guys are going to take a certain situation, how I speak about it, how I talk about it, this, that, and the third. Uh, but this year I just feel like now that he added his own coaches and his own flavor to it, he feels like it's his team. So um, I think that you're probably going to see a little bit of a difference because of Dennis Allen's comfortability at being a head coach. Uh, we're going to go to uh, uh, Dolph. Uh, Dolph, how you doing, man? Dolph, can you hear me? Uh, okay, so Dolph, can you hear me? All right, we'll get back to Dolph. Um but the phone lines are open, uh, Who That Nation, if you want to chime in. I'll go ahead and put that link down in there again. I don't know if everybody saw it or not. But in the meantime, I'll just go ahead and read some of your comments. It says, honestly, not saying he's Drew Brees, but if you took Drew uh, throw chart and Winston, you basically get both sides. Uh, just got to give the man a chance to show it in our system. Yeah, look, man, I'm not one of those people. Look, I, I like Jameis Winston. I got a lot of respect for Jameis Winston, but you know, beating a drum for Jameis Winston at this point is kind of pointless. And, you know, I mean, Derek Carr is the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, and people just got to deal with that. And, and and it's not a slight or a, a disrespect towards Jameis at all. You know, it, it's, it's the fact that Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, invested $150 million um, in, in Derek Carr. Plain and simple. You know what I'm saying? Like, plain and simple, this guy – you know, like is the starting quarterback, and um, you have to be able to root for this guy. You want to support this guy. You know, what I'm saying all, all jokes aside. So, you know, it, it's not a it's not a slight or a knock on Jameis Winston as a as a as a quarterback. It's just the fact that you know Derek Carr is the guy, and um, that's that's the guy we have to roll with. And I, I think that Derek Carr is going to do a good job. I think Derek Carr is a leader. I think that people like him, and honestly, the in you know, despite what you may think, like these guys feel like they can win with Derek Carr. You know, a lot of guys are excited that this guy is the quarterback of the team. So if they're embracing it and these guys have to work with this dude every single day, we as the who that nation, I feel like we just need to fall in line and, and support this guy as well. But we're going to go ahead and go to Jerry. Jerry, how you doing, man? What's going on, TJ? How you doing, my brother? Man, I'm doing fine, man. Uh, no, it's your birthday in a couple of days, man. So I know you're excited about that. Uh, June the 14th, oh, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you said it correct. Man. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't, I didn't forget because uh, <laughs> your birthday is the Look, same day as my my uh, brother. Shouts out to my brother Sam, man. Y'all share the same birthday. Yeah, shout out to Sam, man. Happy birthday to you, home to you yeah. as well. Yeah, man. Yeah, what you got uh, for us, no, man? No, no, look, TJ, I, 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 I'm sure you wrote it down because I wrote, I put it in the chat before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, look, I already, I already knew because I was like, man, because I think last year, like when you told me your birthday was June 14, I was like, man, that's the same day as my birth, uh, my brother's birthday. So I, I can't forget that, man. Plus, you know, we we show we gotta show love to you, Jerry, man. 
So, uh, yes, yeah, sir. man. But yeah, uh, Saint, Saints mini camp uh, OTA just took place, man. What, what you got for us? Oh man, I'm I'm excited to see these new players out here, uh, TJ. Uh, of course, what we've been talking about lately. Uh, I, I want to see uh, what Jamal Williams is capable of. You know what I'm saying? With Derek Carr and and the return of Michael Thomas. Right. And these new these new people we got both offense, defense, and special teams. I'm just looking forward to see who we got. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm 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 excited about the you know the the new changes that the New Orleans Saints have right now. You know, like I'm every like for the last I say about seven, eight years, we kind of knew what we had as a team, especially when it comes to quarterback position, running back position, receivers, or what have you. But now everything's just so wide open, man, and there's so many, uh, you know, endless possibilities of what this team can actually look like. But, I mean, just based on, like, some of the stuff that you've seen, Jerry, like the news about Derek Carr, the, the return of Michael Thomas, uh, Chris Olave, uh, you know, it seemed like he's going to uh, take that extra step. I mean, what, what are your thoughts about that? I, I never, like, I, I did do a story about Michael Thomas. I'll start with that. What are your thoughts about Michael Thomas, you know, coming back, early and being on the field as early as he has oh bro i love it man see it see it seeing michael thomas out there on that in that in that uh, practice field tj really puts a big spark on uh on the saints offense because i already know with him with him returning and and chris Olave, who was smooth as you know what right and 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 these other wide other wide receivers and i'm not going to mention trey Quan smith for all <laughs> you trey Quan smith lovers out there because <laughs> he ain't gonna be on this team when the season starts so oh, man. <laughs> but for all you trey Quan smith fans out there man. he ain't gonna be here with the same long he's gonna find another team oh man <laughs> hey but i mean he definitely gonna have to work for it you know it can't just be oh man you just a, a really good blocker you know and you the dirty work guy i think that we're kind of past that at this point but i mean all in all i mean you you got some really talented guys on the team at, at the wide receiver position you got some young talent some hungry talent um so mm -hmm. and, and I, I like the fact that the saints went out here and they went and got guys that are capable of making plays because even though Michael Thomas has come back and we're excited about that, you know, you can't just put all your eggs in one basket. You know, I, I think that the saints, you know, kind of had a lucky rabbit's foot in their pocket uh, over the last couple of years when it came to Michael Thomas being that only receiver that they had. And uh, that was their opportunity to be able to find like a formidable number two. I think that right now they're, they're forced they're not, you know, they, they feel like they have to find that guy. They, 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 they're excited that Michael Thomas is back, of course, but you just can't just say, oh, Michael Thomas is back, so let's just go back to our old ways because you don't know how long this thing going to last. Right. Yeah. And also, not only that, TJ, uh, but I'm also seeing some of these new guys on the defensive side. Right. You know, what uh, see what this uh, – this, uh, what this uh Fosky from Notre Dame is, is, hmm. is gonna do and it's a breezy uh defensive uh end or, or tackle from uh Clemson. Right, and, right. And I mean I just I just wanna see what these what these uh guys are capable of and also the uh that uh young corner we got from uh what's that um what's that Jordan uh Howden from uh yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, that, that, I mean, there's so many different storylines uh, that people can uh, gravitate to. I'm just, I'm just excited that football is back, man. And um, Me you too. know, I'm just excited. I'm just excited that uh, you know, it, it, it feels like change. You know, I don't know what this, this uh, 2023 uh, New Orleans Saints team is going to look like, but uh, hopefully they don't look like they did last year. I mean, <laughs> oh no, 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 no! The only way you can go is up at oh, this particular sir, time, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I want them to do a whole look. I told this. I said this on uh, Dark 17's uh, show uh, Saturday. Uh-huh. I just want I just want to see the healthiest squad we got with this team. I mean, because right. I I don't want to see what happened last year. Right. I want to see what's going to happen this year. Right. Yeah. I mean, look that that's what I'm looking forward to, Jerry. I just want to see better results than I seen last year. Way Aver- better results. Yeah. Averaging 19, 19 points a game that that's a no go. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a no go. You're not getting anywhere with that. Not at all. No, sir. I just because I, 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 I want to see. Oh, I just want to see another winning uh, season, for, uh, TJ. Me too. I don't want to. I, 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 I don't want to see us sitting in the corner and watching all these other teams fighting for uh, to win the Super Bowl, and we're not and, and going to the playoffs and all that stuff. Right. I don't want to see that. I want to see us in there, and that's why I said, like I told on Dolph Seventeen's uh, show. F the Falcons, <laughs> F the fail, F the Suckaneers, and F the Paul Gas Panthers. That's right. I'm calling you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they got some uh, supporters and uh, onlookers that watch this show uh, consistently, man. So they definitely uh, feel they definitely felt that. <laughs> That's right. Y'all heard it from me. <laughs> hey, man. So uh, Jerry, you got anything else for us, man? Nah, man. Uh, just got all. That's all I wanted to say, TJ. Appreciate y'all with the birth, uh, birthday wishes and everything. Yeah. I appreciate. I appreciate you, TJ, and your family. Also, everybody in the chat. Much love to y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all for the birthday shout outs and all that. Even though I'm celebrating all this month, but, <laughs> I, I, still, but I, I still thank you all. So yeah, man. So uh, so y'all, so y'all be blessed, and uh, I'll catch y'all on the next time. All right, Jerry, man, you have a, a happy birthday. If I don't uh, hear from you again, uh, man, yes, many sir. blessings is a blessing to be above ground, man. It's a blessing to see, you know, another birthday, man. And I wish you many, many more, man. And thank you so much for the support, man. Love you, man. Love you too, bro. Take care. All right, you too. All right. All right. Man, shout, yeah, shout out to Jerry, man. Jerry, man, love that brother, man. Love that brother, man. And um, anybody that's celebrating a birthday, you know, in the month of June. You know, man, may, may you have many. Man, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to see another birthday. It's a blessing to be alive, man. That, that man, people don't know, man. Sometimes we just roll through life, man. A lot of people ain't, ain't make it. A lot of people didn't open their eyes this morning. So if you have opportunity, man, to see another day, it's a blessing, man. Straight up. Uh, we're gonna go to uh the right. The right, how you doing, man? Hey, man, what's happening? Man, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. I can hear you just fine. How you been? I say, man, first of all, shout out to the OG. Happy birthday, teenager. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, TJ Jones, the host. Yes, sir. Of the State of the Saints podcast. Yeah, man. My my man, I would like to say that uh, I would love to say that I would like to go into this season expecting the unexpected, but I have expectations, man. Okay, all right, sounds good to me. <laughs> I have 
I have big expectations simply mm-hmm. for the fact that last year one of our Achilles heel was um, play calling, mm. which, you know, after listening to everybody say what they had to say, kind of summed it up as Pete Carmichael had to pretty much send the play in one play at a time and rely on the the center to call out protections or what have you. Right. However, to give Derek Carr that, you know, that total ability to run the offense, send him in three or four plays mm-hmm. and have him call out the protection. I right. heard my guy McCoy said, you know what? Now I could just play football, man. That's a right. big, man, that, that's right. huge, man. Right. Yeah, man. And, hey, and honestly, I know we love Drew Brees, but that just made that just made Drew Brees so much special, man. Like I think right. that people, I think people like they they miss the 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 arm the the ability to throw the ball where it needs to go the accuracy but man when you have a quarterback that can be able to call you know what I'm saying call out the you know what I'm saying the, the coverages and be able to tell you where the blitz coming from or you well a center can kind of just play free you know I mean that that is a great asset to have man and if you know and, and from everything that I'm hearing to write. Derek Carr is doing that right now. You know, like, um, shouts out to Nick Underhill. Nick was talking about that. He said it felt like a Drew Brees practice. Now, I feel like we need to kind of separate ourselves from that. But in this particular aspect, I I, I can get down with that because it, this has been something that's been missing since number nine uh, hung up the cleats, man. Right. And if you think about it, you know, like I said, we do have to separate ourselves from that. But if you can get somebody that is somewhat as accurate mm-hmm. with a little bit more power, TJ, right. that's dangerous, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Bro, we're talking about 24 points plus a game. Yep. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Yeah, plus you gotta, I know. Plus, you got a defense that has the ability, and they're now gelling more because they all are in camp early. Right. And they all are starting to read each other's body language and understand what Dennis wants. And then these young cats are coming in. And right. like you said, man, they are hungry. Mm-hmm. TJ, yeah. TJ, I don't usually bring out my saint stuff, man, until the season starts. I'm about <laughs> to hang it up on the wall early, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the expectations are high as far as, you know, bringing in Derek Carr, uh, where the offense should go. And especially if the defense can be able to replicate what we saw towards the end of the season. And that, right. that's what I'm kind of looking at. But I am a little bit concerned. I, I'm, I'm concerned that for the last three seasons, the Saints ended the season defensively looking like top three defense. And then they come into the season, you know, looking like the, the last, you know, 30, 31st defense in the league. That's, you know, and. I, I get that chemistry plays a huge role, and that's why I'm excited because you have some guys that are familiar with one another now. You know, uh, you have Marcus May, you got Tyron Matthew, uh, Lattimore, Lante Taylor, Paulson Debo. I mean, wherever you want to put it, these guys have chemistry because they play with one another and they understand each other's tendencies because they had a full year. And so right. I, I think that, you know, we can kind of get a little excited defensively because we're gonna have to count on this defense in order for them to step up because i mean who knows if the offense gonna figure it out right away right it usually take the offense a little time to gel you're you're absolutely correct mm-hmm. but you know i i look at the um i look at the positions man as far as 
as far as our offense is concerned. Right. And, you know, when I look at uh, other than the offensive line, mm-hmm. when I look at the offense, uh, offensive talent, you know, every position has a three headed monster. Right. Man, that is. Oh, my goodness. When you think about, OK, if I if I man somebody up on Chris Olave and I put a safety over the top of Mike. Right. Do you know that? And Rashid Shaheed can kill you by himself. What slot? What slot corner? Gonna stick this dude. Yeah, yeah. Then when I look, at, then when I look at the two tight end set, and I think about the two tight end set that that we put there, and we put any one of the three running backs back there, your safety's gotta come up. Hmm. Yep. Your I mean, safety- look, Rashid Shaheed. We we seen splash plays and we seen like what he can do when the ball is in his hand i mean in a small sample size so right imagine like just a, a year removed uh you know and having a full understanding I, I think what people were seeing at practice when it came to alave and shaheed is the knowledge of the offense the comfortability of their offense and they can play free like that you know a lot of rookies will tell you like you know, it's it just like my mind is in a whirlwind because I'm trying to figure out all different type of things, trying to figure out the audibles and where I need to be. And then that, you know, that full year under their belt, they come in and they're playing faster. They're making more plays. And I think that's what you're going to see with Shahid and Alave. And this could come at a really good time because once again, I have a lot of respect for Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is, is dynamic and talented, but you cannot put your eggs in that Michael Thomas basket like you've been in years past. You have to be able to count on some of these younger guys to step up and make these plays. And if these guys can do that, man, this offense can be very, very special to write. Right, right. And um, other than that, man, that um, defense, I'm looking for the defense. Of course, you know, the defense will eventually gel and, and you know, be the monarch of everything. But mm-hmm. i tell you what, man, this offense got me rather excited. And mm-hmm. some of the coaching staffs have got me kind of like, okay, I see you guys. I see okay. you. Yeah, but that's all I got, man. Look, I love everybody. Y'all know that. Who that? Who that? And uh, again, happy birthday, man. TJ, man, thank you, brother. Appreciate your podcast always mm-hmm. to you and your family, man. You guys have definitely been a blessing to us. Everybody that's come out, come out man, as far as the podcasters, you guys have been awesome, man, and we thank you, man, and we appreciate everything you do to the smallest thing. Yeah, Just man. coming on and saying hi, bro. I see that at work. I'm dialing in. I'm going, <laughs> in, the, I'm going high in the bathroom because I got to hear a little bit of what you got to say, you know? Hey, man, I appreciate that, man. I started this show back in 2018, and uh, I never imagined that it would actually get to this point, man, but it's been a blessing, and you all have blessed me to be able to do what I love to do And um, if I can provide a little bit of entertainment and commentary to get you through your day and night, um, you know, it's all worthwhile, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. You take care, man. Yes, sir. And shouts out to the right, man. Shouts out to everybody that that, that tune into the show. Once again, man, much love to everybody. Um, Thank you all so much uh, for uh, choosing the State of the Saints podcast. If you just joined us or we're talking about Saints minicamp, we're taking phone calls. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put that link down in here again. I see some people probably want to try to chime in. Um, this this show, you know, is a very interactive show. Uh, sometimes if we don't uh, do call-ins, you know, we read the comments. Don't matter if you donate or not. We, we ain't concerned about that. What we concerned about is uh, Die Hard, uh, you know, Saints commentary. If you can provide that, 
then I can roll with you. Go ahead. We're going to go, we go, go uh, to Dolph, man. Dolph, how you doing, man? Man, how you doing, TJ, my brother? Man, it's an honor, my brother. Man, hey, man, thank you so much for being here. This is the uh, Dolph 17 from Keeping It Real, Who That Sports Podcast. Look, you can click off me and please subscribe to this man channel as of right now, man. Make sure that y'all hit, hit him up, man, and show love to this brother. Works extremely hard. Gives great commentary. Um, and uh, thank you so much for being here, Dolph, man. Appreciate that. Man, thank you for opening up the lines, man. I think this is my first – well, I think it's my second time, my first time with a clear, <laughs> with a clear line, man. Yeah. I, got, I get off that mobile phone, man. <laughs> <laughs> that mobile phone, man, working for me. Too. I had to get off it, man. Like, now I'm in the office, man. But, again, my yeah. brother, it's an honor, man. And uh, like I told you before, man, just like Hoodie, Big Q, man, you one of the people I look up to, man. I admire you, bro. And I'm striving, bro. Y'all, y'all the trailblazers, man. And um, I'm trying to follow y'all footsteps, man, and make y'all proud as well as my family. Yeah. You know, so um, man, yeah. So looking forward to this um upcoming mandatory mini camp. Um right. My main thing that I've been saying this week, um, mm -hmm. and today is I don't care about what's on paper. I had enough about what was on paper last year. Yep. Because right now, a lot of this stuff that we're saying and I'm hearing sounds redundant. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sounds just like last year. Mm -hmm. And we all know and we all know how that turned out. Yep. You know, so my, my main thing this year is for the last three years, three and a half years, I believe, well, we all know. But one of the main things that has happened to this team is they've been snake bitten by injuries, but hmm. not just little injuries but by major injuries right losing michael thomas losing james winston um losing well andrew andrews pizza uh annual uh my <laughs> you know, and, and i love i love pete unlike a lot of y'all i love pete um but um man i love what the saints did this off season um but man week one week one those new additions in the defense interior we're going to see exactly um, did we get an upgrade right. <laughs> or, or did we get worse or did we stay the same? Because yeah. we got that monster coming in here. And like I've been saying, I'm going to keep saying it, y'all. And I, I'm not going to win. I don't want nothing to happen to the kids or anything like that. But that monster coming to New Orleans, full, fully healthy, ready to go week one, we're going to see – with Mr. Shepard, Saunders, Roach. We're going to see what y'all made of, man. Yep. Breezy. Breezy. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, yep. Turner. Because I, yep. think that, I think we're going to see a lot of if – and I know a lot of people, as far as Peyton Turner go, are – we got – it's kind of like we have that Davenport syndrome, you know? Mm. Yeah. You know, because – when he's on the field, you see these moments and these flashes of the play, but it's he just can't stay on the field. Yep. You know, that that so, but I think this is a very important year for him. Um, I think let's say week one, he doesn't start the game, mm -hmm. but yet he out snaps every every other um defensive end, not named Cam Jordan. Yeah, you know, because remember, sometimes it's not about who starts the game, it's about who finished the game, right. You know, um, but great upgrades, of course, the main thing was Derrick Carr. 
yep. coming in. Um, when we first got Derrick Cole, man, you were one of the ones that were saying, because, the, listen, let's face it, a lot of who that nation, they were not happy that the Saints went out and got Derrick Cole. And as you was asking, I was asking Q, who everyone was asking, who did y'all want the Saints to go out and get? There was yep. no way the Saints were going out and get Lamar Jackson. That wasn't happening. That nope. was a pipe dream. Yep. So listen, Derek, people had like Derek Carr is a bum or something, man. Yeah. You know, and I think Derek Carr is more mobile than um people realize he's not a statue back there. And listen, Drew Brees blessed blessed it, man. Drew Brees said that Derek Carr is what the Saints needed. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said, in this offense, you need someone who's able to go up there, dissect the defense, and get us out of bad play and get us into a good play. So yep. to me, when Drew Brees said that, that was an indictment. Me personally, that's how I saw it. That was an indictment to maybe not intentionally, but to last year's signal caller who um, took the most snaps for this team. Um, mm. Also, interested in the backfield, man, I think that's going to be a battle as far as this Elvin situation. Right. So, so let me ask you this. My uh-huh. thing is, as far as when Elvin – Let's say Elvin gets suspended. Or right. I think I think he's going even if he beats the case legally because mm-hmm. he brought bad attention to the shield. We know he's gonna get some time. Yeah. What current running back on the roster do you see being that third running back while Elvin serving his suspension? Well, I see Kendra Miller, um, you know, serving as that that backup and Jamal Williams. You know, I think I think the thing about Jamal, where a lot of people uh, kind of get misconstrued, he can catch the ball out of backfield, and he can run between the tackles. Like if you watched him for the Packers, like you right. actually see that. And I I think I think what it is, Dolph, is a lot of people saw him in short yardage situations last year with Detroit, right? And they're like, man, okay, this dude is just like a, a battering ram, you know, but. Man, this dude can run in between the tackles. He has really good hands as a running back. Detroit just didn't ask him to do that. I mean, because they had Swift, who was, you know, right. who was there, their catch the ball out of backfield. Dude didn't have to lead the field, to be quite honest, which Jamal Williams was kind of that change of pace, and he just embraced it. So right. Jamal Williams can fill that void, and Kendra Miller can catch the ball too, which yeah. people don't understand. As yeah, well. I watched him. I'm in North Texas. Yeah. I watched him at TCU. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, like I said, on draft night, of course, I, I was in my feelings when we didn't uh, get Spears, but we ain't getting no chop liver. We no, got a player. Well, I'm telling y'all, family, if y'all haven't looked at this kid's highlights and, and understood, understand the significance of him to TCU, the importance, that kid was a difference maker for that football team. Mm-hmm. Yep. He def- and he can catch, and he's a good pass blocker. I yep. think a lot of times that's what a lot of us don't realize as far as being a running back, as far as them being able to stay on the field. Yep. Can you pick up that blitzing linebacker or that blitzing safety or that blitzing cornerback? That's yep. what made Mark Ingram so valuable as a saint in, in, in his prime because he was one of the better pass-blocking backs in the league. Yep. So um, so like I was saying, with, um, with Elvin now, of course, we got Williams, we got Miller. So mm-hmm. my thing goes to – do, does the young man Cedric uh, Thompson, the young man from Texas Tech, does he mm-hmm. uh, does he get the opportunity to be that third running back while Elvin's out? Is this the season that maybe Dwayne Washington doesn't make the roster? Mm. Um, well, 
that that's that's an interesting dynamic you know that's and that's uh something that you know that that people need to think about i think with washington because of his ability and how talented he is as a special teams player it's kind of hard to find those guys that can kind of you know do those things so he kind of carved out a niche for himself kind of like with jt gray right you know those guys are going to be on special teams and you know if you can have a guy like Dwayne washington that can kind of come in that's familiar with the offense understand it if need be he can come in but i will say this though now the whole situation about alvin kamara Mm -hmm. now i understand that how it may look as far as him you know bringing disgrace quote unquote to the shield but if he's find not if he found not guilty, they can't like they can't like you know suspend him. What are they actually suspending him for? You know what I'm saying? Like we because it's the, it's the same thing with Marcus right. May, right? Marcus right. May, uh, you know he had he had the case coming up and stuff like that. I think it got thrown out, even though right, I think right. it's coming back around or something. I don't know how they're doing that. Some double jeopardy stuff, but he didn't get suspended either. So mm-hmm. you can't suspend somebody. If they're not found guilty of anything now you can say yeah. we're gonna suspend you for three games but here's the thing though mm-hmm. he can go and appeal that and they can just throw those three games out and they probably like man you gotta understand the nfl the nfl probably will suspend him mm-hmm. knowing that he's gonna go in there and be like okay i'm gonna try to get these three uh games uh right. wiped out right. and they know they're gonna wipe it out but they still doing that because why? Because we want to show you that we don't we don't uh, take this this stuff you know we don't take this stuff lightly. So Correct. we want to prove that we 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 discipline our players, even yeah. though they know that they can't they can't let this thing stick because the court system in Las Vegas didn't let it stick. So how can we? So Roger Goodell, I, yeah, TJ, we talking yeah. about Roger Goodell. Exactly. Roger Goodell, though, it, it's about uh, optics. It's about yeah. optics, man. Like yeah. so, if he if if he doesn't get found guilty of anything, they can suspend him, but they probably just suspend him just for the optics of it. Just to say, right. oh man, the NFL did something, right? right. But right. that's what I'm they, saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, right. that, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. And um, as far as the offensive line, man, I'm very interested um to see the backup right tackle battle. Yeah. I'm okay. very interested because I feel and um family members that heard me say it. I'm disappointed. Landon Young has disappointed me the opportunities <laughs> he's had. Yeah, man. I, I expected a lot more from him. And quite, and quite frankly, he just hasn't um, delivered. Yeah. Um, so, listen, Lewis Kidd from last year, small, hmm. small town, I called it. Yeah. And, uh, listen, Kid, kid's growing. I, now he is playing him at um, guard and tackle. Right. Um, Salvadori. Did I say it? Did I say it right, Salvadori? Uh. Nick, Sel, I think his name Nick Saldivery. Saldivery. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'll be chopping the kid name up, man. I'm <laughs> I, I, I think everybody do, man. Like, yeah, honestly, man. man like, nah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not an easy name to say at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> Pam and Whammy must not be in here because she always correct me. She break it down <laughs> for me in syllables. Like, here you go, Dolph. You know, shout out, shout out to Pam and Whammy, man. But, um, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, very interesting, TJ, because I feel like the Saints are gonna go as far this year. Look, I told you there she go. I knew it. I told you there she go. <laughs> oh, hey, TJ, mom, put it back up. That's my girl, man. She always got a more. Yeah, shout Sal out to Pammy, man. Let me see. Saw the very. All right, yeah. Pammy. Saw the very. There you go. 
Mix all the beverage. I got it, y'all. Say, family, we got our boy back, man. I knew, I knew she was lurking. I knew she was lurking, man. Hey, man, she gonna get you straight, man. Yeah, she gonna get. She keep her boy straight, man. They be, they got my back over there, man. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, I think we go as far as the as the um health of the offense and defensive lines, mm-hmm. and, and like you were saying, man. As far as Michael Thomas go, I just feel this year. I just feel we're gonna get at least twelve games. And mm-hmm. more from Michael Thomas. Uh, and if we get 12 games from a healthy Michael Thomas to go with these two young guns, his two understudies, as he said, the the, um, the big three, but right. I'm not calling them the big three. I'm, I got a name for them. I'm calling them the angelic three. <laughs> the angelic three is going to mm-hmm. get cut loose on this league this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested to see will they, when healthy, once mm-hmm. he's healthy and ready to go, right. will they please put uh, Trevor Penning at left tackle? Let him go through his growing pains. Right. Let, let him grow into what we need him to be, into what you guys picture him to be, the heir apparent to Teron Olmstead. I think the kid is going to be good. Yep. Just from the, the, I think he got better every preseason game. Right. I think when he came back last year, I still didn't understand how he was healthy enough to play the jumbo tight end in the game, but yet he couldn't start at left tackle until what the last two games of the uh, of the season. I still didn't understand that, but hey, the coaches they know better than than I know. Yeah. But um, I'm definitely looking forward to that, man. And look, everybody's been singing the praises of. Um, Jackson, the young linebacker, listen, it's OTAs. It's good we're hearing good things, and we're not hearing people dropping balls, uh, overthrowing wide-open receivers. To all y'all Buccaneer fans who are not back to reality, I'm, <laughs> congr- I'm glad y'all got Baker Mayfield and we ain't got that headache. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, you don't hear him chirping now, TJ, do you? No, nah, I don't and, hear, I don't hear nothing, no. I ain't. I ain't. I haven't seen a Bucks fan in a yeah. minute. To they be know to be all in your chat talking when yeah. they had Brady. You know, but, you know, <laughs> reality hurts, man. Yeah, you know. I guess I, I guess they retired too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They retired with Brady. Yeah. <laughs> but all joking aside, like like I said today, the NFC South is wide open. I don't mm-hmm. see any clear cut favorite. Right. Just look at all the moves that each team has made this off team this off season. Mm-hmm. Each team believes even. I don't know why, but even them in uh, Florida believe that they have an opportunity to win this division. Look at the moves Atlanta's right. made. Carolina right. went all the way up to one to get their franchise quarterback, who yep. I think is going to be good, who I think is that dude. I think that kid just has that it factor about him. Yeah. Um, And then the move the Saints made is going to get Derek Carr. And like Dennis Allen said, Derek Carr is not the savior. He's just a piece to go in the cog to make this team go along. And I just want what's I this year, I just want what's on paper to turn into reality, come together, gel, become a team, be a consistent team, be a yep. smart football team, unlike last year. When man, we can sit here and if we take the time and go through game after game, you'll say, Well, the Saints hurt themselves there, could have won that game. Saints hurt themselves. They could have won that game. It was self-inflicted wounds week after week after week, and it got old, man. I mean, yeah. 
it it look it it got hard to do to come on t- with the family every week and and it's just like we we all saying the same thing we all seeing the same things like right. know, we seen it you know the coaches see it let, 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 let's be honest we don't know more than the coaches they know they with these players every day they know the ins and outs outs of these players you know what I'm saying but mm. as as yeah you know sometimes we think we know more than the coaches and. I'm, I thank God some of us not running the franchise. We'll be, <laughs> probably, we probably won't even have a franchise in New Orleans. Facts. You know, you know uh, Facts. Because some of y'all be acting like y'all playing Madden with these GM decisions y'all be making. Man, for real. You know, like like there's no salary cap. Or Saint yeah. Duet, like ain't no salary cap. You know yeah, man, we need to go and get Justin Jefferson, man. Yeah, let's go get Justin Tra- Jefferson. We gonna, man, we need to trade Trey Quan for Justin Jefferson. Like, who, we, who in their right mind go trade Justin Jefferson for Trey Quan Smith? Man, you could get Thomas Jefferson for <laughs> Trey Quan Smith. Well, I'm, ba- <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm about to make, I'm about to make, I'm about to make OG Uncle Jerry man. Hey, Jerry, and all y'all that hating. Y'all know Trey Quan will be on his team again. <laughs> I told y'all, nephew ain't going over. I told y'all, Dennis just came out. I told y'all last week. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and look, TJ, I can read between the lines. Yeah, yeah. T, did you know he he even gave him some excuses? Yep. He, he been he been he actually been been hurt the last couple of years. Not last, he said a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Man, for somebody for Trey Quan Smith not to be on this team, he has to totally just look like a. Uh, the bum that a lot of y'all think he is in practice, <laughs> because uh, and I'm gonna tell you what, Brian Elwes is not allowed to make this team. Nope. James Washington is not allowed. To, only three people are allowed to make this team. As a matter of fact, the four to fifth wide receiver may not even go to training camp with the Saints this year. Yep. Remember, this year cut date cut cut down date is just one day. Mm. Every team will cut from the 90 man roster down to the 53 man roster. Yep. And why have you, TJ? And I'm gonna get off and let another family members come on. Mm. Which, what is your thoughts about the new rule for the uh, emergency quarterback? And do you think that will open up an extra roster spot for someone? Yeah, I love it, man. I love it because here's the reality what happened in the NFC championship game mm-hmm. played a huge role in why they made this rule change because. Look, as much as Philadelphia fans try to make it seem, man, we're going to go to the boat. Nah, bro. That game would have been way more interesting if Brock Purdy would have stayed in that game throughout mm-hmm. the entire time. That game would have been way more interesting if Jimmy G would have been able to play in that game. So they don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they do not want situations like that again. I think it's a good move. I think that teams need to be able to carry that, that third string. And then also, like you said, opening up opportunity uh, for somebody else that can be able to make the roster. You know what I'm saying? So I, I look at it as a plus, and I think it's a it's been a, it's a long time coming. Now, the chances of what happened with the 49ers to happen again mm-hmm. probably not going to happen. Probably another <laughs> 10, 15 years. Right, right. Like you, you got to go back to like probably the famous body bag game and stuff like that when they right. had like three quarterbacks playing that game and it ended up a wide, a wide receiver starting that game. They ended up hurting three quarterbacks. Exactly. It's not going to happen again, but I like the fact that you can keep a guy, I'm going to just use this example, like Jake Hayner on the roster. You know, Jake mm-hmm. having Jake Hayner learn from Derek Carr, learn from uh, Jameis Winston, I think it'll pay dividends. This is a guy who completed 70% of his passes. So if he can add, we, I mean, he already got the accuracy dynamic. 
So if he can go and learn from these guys in the game and slow down for him, who's to say, you know, after Derek Carr, uh, you know, decides to hang it up or maybe after the like even with this contract, he may not be able to, you know, live up to the hype. Now you have somebody that can actually come in and make some plays. Hopefully Jake Hayner can be that guy. And hopefully some of these other third string quarterbacks who probably would have been on the street mm-hmm. playing in the USFL, probably playing in the XFL in Canada, have an opportunity to be on the team. I love it, man. Yeah, I, I like it too because, um, well, our emergency quarterback, of course, is Taysom Hill. So, but, <laughs> but man, we got four quarterbacks. We got four quarterbacks. <laughs> so, basically, what it is too is on game day, you can have that that uh, emergency quarterback active, but of course, there's no way he gonna play unless you lose both of your starters. Right, right. So you can actually have another player, and uh, he doesn't go, he doesn't count against the, the roster, against the fit, but he has to, he doesn't count against the 53, mm-hmm. but he has to be a member of the 53. We can't bring him up from the practice squad. He has to be a member of the original 53. Right. Right. So that, that that I understand. So I I, I think it's going to open up possibly. May, do we keep four tight ends if Jesse James comes in and shows something? Yeah, I think that'll be lightning the bottle we catch. Um, from what I'm hearing, Lucas Crawl is made. It looks to be taking the jump. I'm mm-hmm. still high on that kid, man. That's a big kid, man. Yeah, I saw that kid in Persian last year. I was like, oh, darn son, like, <laughs> man, that that's a big kid, man. Yeah, boy, man. He, yeah, he, he definitely that man. dinner table, boy. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, so hope man, hopefully he can get his blocking down pack, man. Because if he right. does, man, he can he can be a valuable asset. I mean, he had he has a lot of traits that you look at and be like that that you see from some of these uh these formidable uh tight ends out there. I'm not gonna say Kittle, I'm not gonna say Kelsey, but when you look at guys like Dallas Goddard and stuff like that, uh, you know, um, you know, uh, the guy who played for the uh the Cowboys who went to the Texans, like he, he got uh, I don't Dalton think, Schultz. Dalton yeah, Schultz. Dalton Schultz, like yeah, kind of like in that that tier there, uh, you know, not gonna knock your socks off and take over a game, but be able to give you quality plays down the stretch. I think he can right. be that guy, man. And my final thought, I'm gonna get out here, man. Uh, again, thank you for letting me come on, man. Hey, no it's, problem, man. No problem. Um, what is your thoughts of pro football focus? Ranking Taysom Hill as a third tier top fifteen tight end. <laughs> I think that I think that they looking at this from a certain perspective because I look at it this way: when Drew Brees was the quarterback, Taysom Hill played was a pretty decent tight end. You look, right, right. <laughs> you know. So I think they're looking at Derek Carr coming in, understanding the offense. Mm-hmm. And honestly, his ability and, and shouts out to Aaron from Black and Gold Breakdown because he's been talking yeah. about this and beating this drum. His ability, Derek Carr's ability to be able to get the best out of tight ends. I mean, yeah. he has got uh, he. I mean, shouts out to Aaron again. He said he got Jerry Cook paid. He got uh, Darren Waller paid. Foster Morrow uh, just got paid. You know, like so he he knows how to get the ball to the tight end. So. I can see that happen. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think that you're going to see Taysom Hill emerge to be a, a solid uh, tight end. And also, I think he's going to be able to do some of the things that he that he's been doing in the past. And I think he's going to be extremely effective because, um, you know, he, he's going to be able to he's not going to he's not going to be able to do the same thing over and over again. Like, you, you know, 
running right up the middle. I think the Saints are going to kind of change it up, and I think they're going to be able to because of Derek Carr. Right, right. And um, like I said, I just did a show on them. I call them the X Factor. I think every time we talk about the Saints, we forget about Taysom Hill and how important he is to this team. Yeah. Taysom Hill can literally take over a game, and he has done it. He's that special of a football player. The quarterback thing, yeah, we know. That's not a that's a that's a spot duty thing. That's not a every week thing. But the kid is a valuable member of that offense, and you take him out that offense and you're missing something. He's unique. Now you got every team around the league looking for a Taysom Hill, and you even have the man that cover off that niche for him at his new gig trying to talk up on a young tight end as that team's Taysom Hill, and he not here no more, and I ain't saying his name no more. I'm just going to see that coach. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I seen I seen something online. Somebody asked a question, like, who's the most versatile NFL player in the league? I don't even think it's close. Like, Taysom Hill has carved out a niche for himself. For a guy, you know, man, most guys would be holding a clipboard, you know, even if they possess the type of talent that he has. The fact that he has made almost $100 million and you have so many other uh, coaches doing the same thing that the Saints have done with Taysom Hill. And not to mention, like, he's not the best quarterback in the world. But he still can throw the ball down the field, and we've seen him make big explosive plays using yeah. his arm. Yeah. He yeah. he is the most versatile NFL player in the entire league. I don't even think it's close. Like right. catching, throwing, running in between the tackles, breaking tackles. It, it ain't even close to me. I know you got your Debo Samuels and you got your John yeah. Smiths. Right. There's man. only one Taysom Hill, man. And he Taysom Hill threw the best pass of his career as a member of New Orleans Saints last year. That touchdown pass he threw to Rashid Shaheed, that was that was the best pass Taysom Hill ever threw as a New Orleans Saints. First of all, it wasn't like it was a um a, a punt. A, a punt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He actually he actually didn't put too much air on it, had some zip on it. Then it right. went right over the outstretched hands of a, of the safety. It was, it, it was perfect. Right, you know, so listen, it, it was a dime. Man. I said that that's Taysom right there, right. baby. You hey, know, man. but yeah, man, listen, everyone, man, again, my brother, thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem. Shout man. out to everybody in the chat, man. I see everybody Wednesday, man. TJ, I'm a, hey, man, I still need you on the show, man. You know what oh. I'm saying? Just let me know uh, when you'll be free, man. Okay, and, uh, and we can make it happen, brother. Okay, man. All right, sounds good, man. Uh, I appreciate you for uh, stopping by, man. Thank you for your insight. Um, make sure that you continue to, uh, you know, give us that that real, man. You know, some people, man, they try to, they try to, you know, try to fluff it up and all that kind of stuff, man. I, I like the commentary. I like Thank the you. realness. You know what I'm saying? I like the honesty, man. So, Dolph, keep on doing what you're doing, man. Hey, man, we good, man. We'll, um, shout out to my co-host, uh, the legendary Coach Rock. He'll yeah. be back this week, been in Brazil. Oh, you, know, we're, you know, we all that able, man. When <laughs> hey, I grew hey, up, I don't be like him, you know. Hey, ain't it though? Listen, it he, he was so dedicated. He was on the chair from Brazil. I say, Coach, what time it is? He says it's three in the morning and I'm drinking. I'm gone, <laughs> man. Uh, Y'all have a good night, man. All right, though, man. You take care, man. <laughs> man, and shouts out to Coach, man. Hey, man, that's what you want, man. You want to catch flights, not feelings, you know. <laughs> but uh, nah, shouts out to Dolph, man. Y'all make sure y'all subscribe to the channel, man. Brother understands the game, as y'all can see, man, and uh, works extremely hard. 
uh, to, you know, give really good, solid commentary. Uh, before we get the hoodie, I want to read some of these comments. I want to just completely neglect the chat here. It says, uh, right on about Traquan, LOL. Traquan is going to be the MVP. MVP. Ah. Hell no. To the no, no, no. Hell to the no. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? Nah. <laughs> Traquan. Look, I think Traquan's, you know, carved out a niche for himself. Will the Saints allow him to continue? Is the question. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. But we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what direction the Saints are gonna go in. Maybe they feel like, oh, we got Thomas, or we got Shahid, or we got Alave. We should be straight, right? So hey, there you go. But speaking of uh hard work and uh YouTube and uh podcaster, I gotta go to my next guest. Uh he's on the line right now. Uh, many of you know him. Uh y'all, if you don't, check out his YouTube channel. Of course, is uh youtube.com search. Hoodie Jube, uh, my guy Alan. Hoodie Jube, what's going on, man? <laughs> Who that nation? Come on in, take a seat. Oh, wait, hold on, my bad. Wrong, wrong show, wrong show. I'm on, the wrong, I'm on the wrong show, and he is the host, yes, sir, of the State of the Saints podcast. Man, how you doing, TJ? Hey, I'm doing just fine, Hoodie Man. How you been, man? Um, been good. This has been working um too damn hey, much. That's hey, why. man, I, I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> but thank you for being here, Hoodie Man. Really do appreciate it, man. And also, once again, subscribe to the brother channel. Click off me, search Hoodie Jew. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, man. But uh, Hoodie, uh, man, what you got for us, man? Yeah, so speaking, you know, of, you know, OTAs that has happened and speaking of mini camps and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, I've just been looking really close at, you know, Nick Underhill and Ross Jackson, you know, tweets to see what, you know, been coming out and everything. And the one thing that, you know, caught my mind and I heard y'all talking about it earlier um, was linebacker, you know, DeMarco Jackson. And the cool right. thing about DeMarco Jackson that I think, is um, pretty cool. We all thought last year when he got drafted, we compared mm -hmm. him to like a Kawan, you know, the size, the weight, the um, way right. he plays side to side, you know. So it was just a person that I really, you know, liked. And, you know, unfortunately, last year he went down with an injury, you know, in mm -hmm. preseason and we haven't been able to see him. Yeah. Well, good thing, you know, good news now that he's doing great in camp, you know, he's looking um Really impressive, they said, and yeah. Nick Underhill, and they were saying that's probably part of the reason why you haven't seen the Saints bring any veterans in yet. Um, you know, to maybe sign a veteran or something. That's like that, a good. That's somebody. a good. That's a good thing, hoodie. You know, and I don't think people paying attention to that. If if they were out here looking, or we heard, or oh, the Saints sign linebacker such and such, I think that would be a, a, a area of concern. But the fact that this guy is here and the Saints aren't looking for a linebacker, that's a testament to how this guy is doing. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. And and that's and that's a good thing to have somebody on here that's impressing everybody to where the coaches are like, whoa, shit, I got to go get me a veteran player <laughs> right. because, because this ain't going to work. So it's good to have somebody like that on the team. And mm -hmm. with the with the way he's looking and maybe if he doesn't, you know, face another injury this, um, you know, preseason and stuff like that and he has to face it, he could possibly, I would probably say, turn into the next Caden Ellis type of role, you know, get some playing time and get on the field and show you what he's really made of, right. which is – um which is something that I'm looking forward to see. But 
you know, speaking of, you know, having to look at the D-line and stuff, you know, um, a lot of people are still, you know, worried about adding another defensive end, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of us had our mind on Frank Clark while he left, you know, yeah. he's off the board now to the Denver mm-hmm. Broncos, which is, you know, fine. And I'm looking at other people, and I heard y'all talking earlier about it too, Danielle Hunter, you know, would you trade for somebody um, mm-hmm. and all that. They got people going out there saying, well, look at the commanders, you know, looking to maybe trade Chase Young. Should we go after yep. a guy like him? And, yeah. you know, well, the thing between Hunter and Chase Young, one of them is a veteran who's proved himself in the least on what he can do, mm-hmm. um, but faces injuries. And then you got another one who shows you some flashes, um, but hasn't shown you enough because he's injured as well. So the question is, would y'all waste, you know, picks on somebody like that? Or would you rather go on free agency and sign somebody that's not really, you know, injury prone and stuff like that and try to say, add to your depth? I'm going to say this, Hoodie. I feel like it depends. I feel like it depends on how well Isaiah Foskey performs this offseason. Because I think that it will give you an indication of where his trajectory is and where he's going. Like, I feel like if you feel like, I think he, you know, what we see, it's more like a rotation guy, not the guy that's going to be the successor to a cam, right? I feel like that means that you will want to go out here and get a guy like Chase Young. But if you see flashes and see something special in this guy, like, okay, you know, like probably around year two, he really going to hit the ground running. I think you need to go after a guy like Daniel Hunter because bringing him in alongside with Isaiah Foskey, that's, that's more mentorship alongside cam jordan and i feel like he will be able to hit the ground running because the thing is if you were to you know make a deal for daniel hunter you're not going to be getting them like four or five years you're looking at two three years top two with a third you know what I'm saying an option of a third year or something like that so that's the way i look at it definitely See, like me, I think my favorite one, if I had to trade for it, would be Hunter just because of the experience. Maybe he won't be as hurt, you know, but Chase yeah. Young just seems like he's just been injured every single year, and Fair he enough. just so flashes. It was kind of like I, I would say, I don't want to say like this, but, you know, kind of disrespect Chase Young because, you know, he was picked um, second overall, mm-hmm. but he's he's turning into a Marcus Davenport where when he's on the field, he shows flashes, he can show you what he can do, but right. he can't stay on the field. So he yeah. might be the next Marcus Davenport where they're not going to pick up his fixed year option and he's going to just have to go somewhere else in free agency. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm, the Saints are going to do, you know, at defense end, do you just sit put, see where Foskey is, like you said, or do we actually make a move? Yeah, I think with Chase, I think with Chase Young too, is something that is alarming too. Hoodie is they didn't pick up his fifth year option, right? Even if a guy has dealt with injury, but you see flashes, the team still would give him a fifth year option, right? They're still like, okay, we're gonna pick it up and see where it goes. The fact that they didn't do that, you're wondering what did the doctors see? Um, what did the medical staff see? Like. Is he going to be one of those guys that probably hit free agency and it probably looked like the commanders made a mistake for about a year or two? And then after that second year, all of a sudden, those injuries that he dealt with early in his career are going to catch up with him. I'm just wondering, like, because it's weird for a guy to show those flashes and a team did not pick up a fifth year option. I mean, look at Saquon Barkley, right? Saquon was hurt throughout his, like, you know, the time he's been in the NFL, but. They still picked up his fifth year option. So I'm just wondering, like, did the doctor see something? Now, did I mean I'm just I'm just that that has me curious, man, because a guy of that talent and of uh, his ability to possibly be 
the next generation of great pass rusher and you don't sign him to a fifth year option that's that's kind of sketchy to me man yes it is and and that's what um you know that kind of caught my eyes too it's like i can't believe you're not even giving this man a fifth year option and y'all drafting him second overall like yes understand the injuries but maybe he'll have a better year this year you know um yeah. or not but they haven't did it so looking like he's probably going to be out of there and the other thing i wanted to go over is you know it's the offensive side Mm -hmm. and the thing that's really been impressing me and you it's pretty funny because i mean yes some saints fans are talking about it but some of us are not talking about it enough and that's Mm -hmm. at the robin zeber people are saying oh my god chris alave is the mvp of the um you know, Kansas, he's looking good. Right. Um, Michael Thomas is finally back on the field. Look at him. He's it's before training camp. He's actually back on the field trying to do some workout, you know, talk to the um, Derek Carr and all this. Right. But people are still forgetting that this year, um, and I'm calling it right now, I can see Rasheed Saheed having a breakout season and having mm. the best season probably ever for our receiving core wow. just because people are going to be overlooking Michael Thomas, and they're going to be overlooking Chris Olave, and they're going to forget wow. all about what Shahid did last year for, like, those six games we had. Yeah. Man, look, I, I like Shahid a lot. I, I do not I, I do not take back the statement that I said last season. The dude has a lot of traits that reminds me of Antonio Brown, minus the, the crazy stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, losing his mind and want to be a rapper, scratch all that. <laughs> but he has a lot of those abilities, man, like his, you know, like that is route running. I feel like it's going to improve uh, tremendously. I mean, I've seen it. Like I've seen like some of the routes that he ran for OTA, just his footwork. You, you can see the improvement. You can see the confidence. And I don't think it's just a switch from 89 to 22 either. You know, I just think that he he's sure about himself. Alave, they're sure about themselves, man. And if they can get this thing together, man, we can have ourselves in New Orleans a really good one-two punch. And if Michael Thomas can provide that spark that he's provided throughout his time as a Saints wide receiver, man, the sky's the limit for this offense, man. Definitely. And and that's the other thing, too. It's like you don't even know. See, like we're hearing the, the flashes coming from, you know, Chris Olave, Rasheed mm-hmm. Heat in camp. Um, right. You don't know what you're getting from Michael Thomas, but a yep. lot of people, like like me, I think he's going to have one of the longest seasons he ever played with. Um, mm. It's just because, like I told everybody this, I know it kind of sounds weird to say this, but if you just go look back at when he first got hurt to when he tried to fight to come back with the injury for Drew Brees because they knew it was his last season – um, he was supposed to make a comeback the next season while Jamis was quarterback. Jamis right. went down. Oh, I got a setback. I can't play this year. Mm-hmm. Um, comes back the following year, ready to play. Starts off good, you know, for the first three games. Jamis got hurt. And once the fourth game came around in London, you didn't see no Jamis or you didn't see no more Michael Thomas the rest of that season. Yep. But now you got us a quarterback. Now you got a backup quarterback named Jamis that he's willing to play with as well. So mm-hmm. if no injuries, I can see him maybe staying. And I was thinking in my head, maybe it was just because the quarterback, he wasn't going to risk his ankle even more to play with a um, quarterback that's not going to really, you know, get him nowhere. Um, yeah. So that's, that's my thoughts. I think this receiving core is going to be really good. You still don't know what you're going to get out of some of these people we drafted, like A.T. Perry. You don't know what you're going to get out of an undrafted, like Zach Davis or um, Flowers, Malik Flowers, you know, who's almost literally just like a secede, um, receives Sahid, you know, 2.0 with right. the way they say in it. So you don't know what this team is going to do. But I always try to tell people, um, and I always argue with people on Twitter back and forth because some people just ain't, you know, um, their mind just ain't there, you know. Drink, drink something, <laughs> do something to get your brain back to to where it needs to be. But but the reason why I argue with people is that oh man, 
look at the schedule, you know, da da da. Yeah, it's an easy schedule, but I still feel like the Saints are going to go seven and ten, eight and nine, you know, at the best. And I said, oh, y'all mentally retarded. I said, look, if the Saints stay healthy, we are going to be fine. You need to stop talking shit about Derek Carr. Like, he ain't good. He's one of the best quarterbacks, you know, at coming back because why his defense was so trash. He finally mm-hmm. gave him a top five, top 10 defense. He never mm-hmm. had a top 25. He never had a top 25 defense. That's how sad right. his defense were. So I said, we're good at quarterback. I said, so you just upgraded there. You just upgraded at running back, adding Jamar Williams, the guy who led the league last year in touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. And you're still going to have AK most likely for uh, most of the season with the way it's looking. You drafted, you know, Kendra Miller. You still got Eno Benjamin back there, who's still a pretty impressive running back. So you're good there. Your receiving core is looking good. There's still rumors about us maybe going and get Hunter Renfro. So that if you add that to your roster, I mean, I don't know who's going to stop that offense. You got Taysom Hill at tight end. You got Jawan Johnson. You got Foster Moreau. Like, you're so loaded. And your defense is the defense. And then you just loaded your defense as well this offseason, you know, with DBs because of, you know, Marcus May might be getting suspended. Um, injuries, you know, occurred. So now you got veterans depth, you know, with Jonathan Abram. Um, you got Lonnie Johnson back there. So you got people. And you got so much depth at every position. The only right. position, you know, <clears throat> we was talking about was basically the D-line and maybe another linebacker just to help out just in case, you know, an injury occurs. So I tell people, I said, if you go back and you look at the schedule last year, you go look at the scores. Out of six um, six games last year, we lost literally by one digit, um, hmm. by, by single digits over there. And some hmm. of those games were so close, like the Vikings game. You had Andy Dalton playing um, quarterback and – Will Lawson missed a big 61 or 62-yard field goal um, at the end. You know, he made one but missed one, and we lost about mm. three points. Right. Um, some of the games were just eight-point games. Um, one of them was the Carolina game. Um, I think we lost maybe by, like, ten points against Carolina the first time we played them. No, eight. But don't forget, Kamara fumbled. They scooped it up for a touchdown. Um, Jameis, you know, was playing with, you know, four broken vertebrae in his back for some of those games. Mm. So, like, people are not looking into it. And saying, oh, well, shit, well, Jameis was hurt. Uh, shit, we had Andy Dowling as quarterback who can't run a West Coast like that, who can't call the plays. You know, you got center calling the plays uh, for you. Right. Um, and a lot of people was getting hard on Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen. I'm like, well, what you want them to do? They can't run the same playbook and be creative with the playbook when you got a guy named Andy Dowling who's just going to be a stick figure and just stand there and not move. He's going to just, you know, beat your quarterback and, just hope, and hope something gets open, you know. You can't run that many plays. But when you're bringing a guy like Derek Carr who can actually move around, that can run the West Coast offense, you know, that can call the plays and change the plays at the line if you need them to, you can get more creative. The book's going to be open more. So, like, this – I think this season's going to be so much better. And you telling me we still went 7-10 and 10 last season with Dennis Allen? Um, you know, this is one of the best seasons he ever had as a head coach, seven and ten. And I said, What do you think what do you think would have happened last year? James would have never got hurt and you would have had at least a talented quarterback that could have had a better upside, way better upside than having Andy Dalton back there. We might have we might have finished nine and eight or ten and seven last year, you know, but we didn't because we were so injured um last season and now you're getting healthy, now you're adding the depth, and now you got one of the easiest schedules this year, and you're telling me out there, Oh, I'm still on the see us going seven and ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is. I'm gonna tell you what it is right now. The people that that you're you know talking to on social media, they know that this team has the capability to be really, really good. And, and in the back of their minds, they probably feel that this team is going to be really good. But it's it's almost like this, right? It's almost like you go to the 
you go to a club, right? And, and you see this beautiful woman over there across the room, right? And you just like, man, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna talk to her, but she don't give me her number. I'm good, man. It's all right, man. It ain't the end of the world. But if you walk over there and you get that number, you turn and backflips. I feel like when it comes to this team, people want to get excited about it, right? But they're trying to play it off cool. So they're trying to kind of soften the blow. Like, oh, man, we got Dennis Allen. Oh, man, look what happened to last year. Oh, it's the same thing that, that you know, we was all excited about last year. It's going to be the same thing this year. They are trying to soften the blow because, in reality, they want this team to succeed so, man, so badly. And I just feel like that's the reason why they're just trying to throw dirt on it. So they feel like, oh, if it don't happen, then I ain't going to be, you know, saying that concerned. But they really are that concerned. And they know that this team in the direction that they're going in, getting Derek Carr, if this offense mesh, if they stay healthy. And if you look at this schedule that they got, that people will say is relatively easy. I'm kind of skeptical about that part because teams get better every year. But if you're looking at this overall record of what those teams had last year, you got to be extremely excited about what you're going to be, you know, and what you're going to see as a Saints fan and an onlooker, what this team is going to be. So I don't understand it. Like I, like you can say that maybe they won't be as good as everybody say or making, but to say that this team is just going to be absolutely hot garbage. Uh, nah, I, I can't buy it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's just trying to soften the blow. You know what I'm saying? You you really want this girl phone number, but I'm going to act like I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> ah, yeah, I mean, they got a couple more over there. I probably can holler at But you want that number. And when you get that number, you're extremely excited about it, and you can go home because you're excited. You got to wait that full day, and then you're like, I'm going to call it because you're excited about that number. People are excited about this team. They're just trying to keep it to themselves. But you also have to look at, what this team has done, like you've been alluding to, Hoodie, this team has really done the things that needed to be done in order for them to be successful. If they're not, then I don't think you need to be looking at this team. You need to be looking at that coaching staff. Definitely. And sorry to all the women out there. Yes, we would be doing bat flips and all of this to get your number, but we also going to be doing them bat flips once we um realize, you know, what you look like without the makeup on. We jumping out the bed with that. <laughs> yeah, the way. Just, just, I'm sorry, women, you know. Um, that's why I try to tell. That's why hey, I told. <laughs> when I got my wife's phone number, I was excited. I don't care. I was like, yeah, yeah, I got that number. <laughs> see, look, she, 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 look, I'm just messing with the ladies. But ladies, look, yeah. this is what I try to tell people. Why are you trying to dress up and put makeup on and try to look so, you know, beautiful just to steal our hearts? And then when we get yeah. in the day, you look totally different. Just don't wear the makeup and show us what you really look like and see if that person likes you for you. You don't have to put so much damn makeup on, right? Yeah. That, that's how I, I don't know. That's how I feel. But and, I guess hey. the last. And, and oh, hoodie, we got we got to flip the script too, cause we got some we got some uh, lady listeners out there too. The guy that was eyeballing you across the room, hoping that he he come over there and talk to you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hope you like. If, but if you don't come over here and he don't buy me a drink, I'm good. Nah, man, you you you're excited about it. You want you want that brother to come over there. You know what I'm saying? But hey, yep. it is what it is, man. Like I said, <laughs> man, we all want to be excited about this team. Long story short, man. Definitely. And just to tell you my last prediction, um, this is going to be my last thing, and then I'm going to let somebody else come on, and that's going to be my prediction. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, some saying. So, number one, this is my um, 
prediction. I think the Saints will finish at least at least with a um eleven to twelve wins. Um, I think they can even go higher. You know, depending on how healthy we stay and how mm-hmm. fast this offense and defense starts clicking. You know, defense um take off where they left off last year. Good. If the offense starts clicking early too, I'm super excited. The team can oh, go yeah. over 11, 12 wins just because of how talented this team is. Yeah. Um, but I'm also predicting, and I'm also been arguing people. I've been telling people. The Saints do not be shot if the Saints win the NFC this year. And a lot of people are like, well, what about the Eagles? What about um, the 49ers? What about these teams? I said, okay, look, I understand how good they are. But I said, the Eagles lost some good players um, this season to other different teams because they performed, you know, on the defensive side. They got um, a new defensive coordinator now because he left to go be a new head coach. The mm-hmm. old one did. Right. I said, you got other teams, you know, you're trying to see what their quarterback's going to be looking like, like the 49ers. Is it going to be Sam Donald? You know, is it going to be Trey Lance? Is it going to be Brock Purdy now? with everything, you know, like who's going to be their quarterback? Um, was Brock Purdy just a one-hit wonder, you know, for like that one little season like Nick Foles did during the playoffs and then boom, he ain't the same. Like you don't know what the team's going to be doing. And you go look at the schedule, the Eagles and the 49ers and them who didn't, you know, excellent right. last year, ain't got the same schedule. And I'm looking at the Eagles that a lot of people are talking, a lot of crap saying the Eagles are going to be this good. You still got to go up against a Bill Belichick and Patriots, you know, really good defense. Their offense gotten a little bit better. You got the Vikings. You got the um, Jets. You got the Dolphins. They got the Cowboys twice, the Giants twice. They got the Chiefs. They got the Bills. They got the Niners. They got the Seahawks, who did really good last year, scoring mm-hmm. a lot of points. Like, they got a really tough schedule, and a lot of people just thinking that they're going to be walking out 14-3 and three again like, like last year. And I don't think they realize this is a way – Toughest schedule. And when I tell people, oh, well, I think the Saints are going to win the NFC, they're like, well, you freaking crazy. You see what they did last year? And I said, but did you see what we added this offseason? Did you see the schedule? Did y'all see the Eagles schedule? Who they got? So that's why I try to tell people. So that's my prediction. I think Saints could easily win the NFC. And a lot of people are going to be shocked this year with the records in the NFC with the teams that did really good last year. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be an interesting division all in all. You know, like I said, I think the – Based on what I see, I, I think the Saints will be a double-digit win team. If they're not, and I think somebody just said this, I think some heads need to roll, man, because you're not going to be in a better situation than what you are right now. And we hope this, because here's the reality. You only got this schedule because you sucked. Like, let's just, be, let's just call a spade a spade. Like, when you play badly, the NFL schedule makers – tried to give you a little bit of an olive branch, so to speak. Like, okay, man, you did bad, but we're going to give you an opportunity to kind of right the ship. So here's this schedule that's a little bit lukewarm here that you can be able to get back to your winning ways or if you haven't had any winning ways, here's an opportunity to do so. So if you're not doing it with this schedule, man, I don't think I don't think the situation can get any better unless you're like so bad that you're in a Kayla Williams sweet stakes and we all hope. That ain't the case, and I highly doubt that it will be. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And just, just to tell you real quick, too, um, I think this team, if this team stays healthy, they clicking on all the cylinders on both offense and defense, mm-hmm. you could possibly see the Saints pull off a Rams Super Bowl thing, just like a Matthew Stafford coming to the Rams and going straight to the Super Bowl and winning it because you look at their roster that year they won and look at our roster, our roster is way more talented and has so much more depth than them. So yeah. we can easily pull one of those off. And I want to ask you a question. The dude next to you, that's the nephew that's been, um, you know, been practicing with you? Yeah. All right. So we need to know, will he be willing to play for the New Orleans Saints in, a, you know, a few years once he's um, done with college? <laughs> hey, oh, Kayla, so the question is, uh, if you were to be drafted by the New Orleans Saints, would you play for him? 
even though you're a Kansas City Chief fan, would you would you play for the Saints? Okay, <laughs> the money is the money green. I'm playing, right? <laughs> hey, but look, regardless, you're not gonna have you ain't gonna have no no say it matter. You know, you go out there, you perform, you know, and a team gonna pick you up. So regardless, it could be the Saints, it could be your team, the Chiefs, it could be any team, you know. But you gotta be willing to play for them. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> money is money. <laughs> yeah, man. But he on he on the right path, man. He he definitely uh he definitely working, man. He in the lab and uh man, we we gonna get him straight, man. He's a great athlete, man. So you gonna you gonna hear about him in a couple of years, man. No doubt about it. Yeah, just let him know if he ever needs somebody to train with. You know, if he needs like a big defensive lineman looking dude running after him, screaming, <laughs> I can do that for him. You know, I'm pretty okay. big. Um, I got the speed. You know what I'm saying? I'm probably like um. I'm probably like a Sanders that we just picked up this year. Pretty quick, bad. <laughs> um, I can't do the backflips like him. I'm not that quick. You know, I'm not that um, athletic. But um, I can definitely run sideline to sideline for a few plays, and then I'm I'm done for the game because I'm tired. Oh man, well we always, <laughs> <laughs> well we always looking for people that we can practice with, man. But man, we hey, we, but all in all, all jokes aside, hoodie. Thank you so much for being a part of the State of Saints podcast. Uh, thank you for your commentary, man, and uh. Man, continue to do what you've been doing on on your channel, and uh, man, the sky's the limit for you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you for allowing me to come on this great show, this great panel that you know you created, man. And um, and I'm gonna keep making sure that um, every time I see a video for you, for you, like your gumbo sports, you know, we're gonna make sure we get that pushing out too, because um, can't wait to hear what you got to say about all the NFL teams as well. You know, you kind of expanding everything instead of just doing Saints, and that's my plan too. You know, make my channel big enough for my Saints channel, and then eventually, you know, kind of separate it and kind of do everything in the NFL. Yeah, man. I mean, look, that's the thing is about, you know, just enjoy. I just enjoy sports, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, I love the New Orleans Saints. That's my first love, of course. And I'm going to continue to do it. But, you know, it's it's about it's about growing and, you know, what I'm saying and also just about, you know, developing a, a new niche. And um, it's something that I'm taking a lot of pride in. And I appreciate the kind words, man. I appreciate that support as well. No problem, man. And all I can tell everybody is who that who that <laughs> appreciate it, hoodie. You up? Yeah, man. Shouts out to Hoodie, man. Yeah. Um. Before we get to uh, uh, Izzy, um, I'm gonna read a few of these comments, and then uh, we'll just go ahead and uh let Izzy end the show. Uh, it says uh, and they had the easiest schedule last year. I don't know exactly what we talked about. Kind of caught the tail end of that. I apologize. It says Eagles was good last season. Uh, sure, but I seen this all before. The Rams were good just the season before too. Uh, teams change and things happen and not to mention the dynamic of teams like to measure themselves up against the class of a respected conference and especially those that have won championships so you're no matter how bad you are as a team or a team that's probably you know in the cellar they still are going to play as hard as they possibly can because they want to be that team to knock off the champs. They want to be the team that knocks off the class of that division. So, you know, I, I still feel like regardless to if they, you know, re-up on a talent, every team is going to give you their best. Because that team wants to know that if I can possibly be, you know, in, in that number when it comes to the, the playoffs. So I, I think that you're going to get that. Uh, Tron says, TJ, didn't you say the Panthers? will be better than we will. I thought that highly. Uh, they are not stronger than we are. 
yes, I, I do give the Panthers the notch. I, I'm sorry, the notch. I'm, I apologize. I'm just keeping it 100. Like, I, I wish I can wear those pom-poms, but I like, the, I like the fact that they got Frank Wright, who I feel is the best coach in this division. Um, the fact that they swept the Saints last year with mediocre quarterback talent. And I don't know if y'all been keeping up with Bryce Young, but the dude is as advertised. And not to mention they have a very young defense that is capable of making plays. So it's not going to be a walk in the park. I mean, I'm, I'm just being I'm just being 100 with you. I, I think that coaching matters. And I also think that the chemistry that the, that team has by having young players that have been with each other three and four years, I think that that matters. I don't think it's a coincidence that the same secondary improved and got better from 2017 to the present when you drafted Marcus Williams, Marshawn Lattimore, and, and you had other guys that were out there as well that, you know, with P.J. Williams and, and all these other guys that, that learn how to be pros and professionals together. I don't think that it was, I don't think it was an outlier that it, it, the fact that those guys grew as, that as, a, as veterans and as teammates and the Saints defense was better. I just think that that, that, that plays a huge role. So, I mean, I, I, like the Car- I like the Carolina Panthers as far as their team. And also, you also have to take into account, folks. I know you don't want to hear this. But if we're talking about the, the Panthers, we talking about the Bucks, we talking about the Falcons. When it comes to the Panthers, out of all those three teams, the Panthers are the team that always seems to be neck and neck. They always seem to be the team that gets it together like the Saints do. The Saints won four straight division titles. I think the Panthers won three straight, right? I mean, they're a good football team, man, and I got to give I gotta give credit what credit is due. Frank Wright did not deserve to be fired by the coach, and the fact that he got fired, it was – it came as a godsend, in my opinion, to the Panthers, you know, and the Panthers do a really good job at drafting. They do a really good job at the front office. I mean, you got to give credit with credit is due. And they they did not give up everything they possibly could to get Bryce Young if they didn't feel like he's the future. And I'm telling you, folks, this dude is as advertised. If you think that he's just about to come out there week one, I mean, a week two, whenever the Saints play him, I can't remember, but – if you think you're going to come out there and just be throwing picks like Razor Ramon, you you, you sadly mistake. I'm serious. Like, if you think he's going to be out there just throwing the ball and giving gifts like he's Santa Claus or, uh, you know, uh, uh, some other, you know, the Easter Bunny or something like that, this dude is as advertised, folks. And this dude is going to be like if he stays healthy, the same way other teams felt about Drew is going to be the same way we look at that dude. That That's how much respect I got for the dude and for what I've seen and what I witnessed, I'm telling you, the Saints are going to have to earn it. And you also have to take into account, too, it's not just the New Orleans Saints that has this schedule. Take that into consideration as well when I'm saying these things. It's not a knock on the Saints. The South is playing the same schedule, folks. Uh, we are the one of the few teams with a veteran captain and all pros at each position outside of the kicking and punter problem. Yeah, I mean, but you still got Pro Bowl talent in both of those guys. I don't know what happened uh with Gillikin last year I don't know if he was reading his own press clippings and I don't know what happened with Will Lutz but Will Lutz better get it together he's gonna find himself looking for a new job Harold Perkins had that boy uh panicking and Demario way better let's see Harold Perkins is a beast 
I believe this year we will come in uh oh, I hope so. Uh we sweeping them boys. I'm sorry. I mean, look, I'm I'm not sitting up here saying that my words are gospel. I'm just giving you my opinion. If you feel that way, you well within your rights. I mean, you're looking at this talent and you're looking at what these dudes are doing as far as getting the right players and, and getting the pieces together. I, I can completely understand why somebody feels that way. And honestly, this is one of those situations that I want to eat crow. I don't mind. I don't mind this. Like, seriously, I'm. this is not my hill to die on. If somebody comes to me and shouts out to Tron, but if Tron comes to me and be like, man, TJ, you said that the Panthers were going to win the division. Look at them. They suck. I will eat that crow. Somebody pass me that bowl of crow and I'm eating it. I don't care because the, the bottom line is I want the Saints to be successful. But I'm not going to act as if, you know, I'm oblivious to what I see. I, I make my points based on the, the things that are presented to me and what I feel. Do I feel like, do I hope that I'm wrong? Absolutely. And I will be the first to come over here and talk about how wrong I am, if I am wrong. Because if I'm going to say this with my whole chest about how I feel about it, I'm going to come back and say it again. It, it's not that it's not that big of a deal to me. This is one of, anything that involves the Saints being more successful than my take, I'm for it. And I will eat that, that, that bowl of crow. I will pull up to that table anytime. Because I'm a Saints fan at the end of the day. Uh, I get your premise, though, TJ. Panthers play us close every single year, no matter the team. Yeah, I mean, but look, if you feel that way and you feel like it's the Saints year, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because if the stars are aligned, if guys can stay healthy, then this this can be a magical year. This can be a magical year. Let me get let me get your thought. Let me talk to my uh my nephew. Okay, so let's flip the script a little bit. All right. You got the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, they're the world champions. Do you think they're gonna repeat? Mm, I, I hope. I hope. Uh, I'm gonna say no. You gonna say no? <laughs> okay, so why not? Okay, so you got Patrick Mahomes, right? All right, you get you got some talented guys on your on your team. You got uh, um, Kendarius Tony. Um, you got uh. You got Justin Ross, who I'm, I'm cheering for. Now, I don't know if you know about Justin Ross, but he was a wide receiver at Clemson. Um, he ended up having, like, some, some injury issues, so he ended up falling into the draft. I think he ended up becoming undrafted, but he was going to be, like, really, really good, but he ended up being missed for the season last year. But from what I've seen at training camp, dude going to be a beast. So, I mean, look, as long as you got Patrick Mahomes, you know you're going to be putting up big yells, right? But, okay, so you don't think they're going to repeat who you think going to win who you think gonna win it all? If you had to, if I'm gonna let you think about it, I'm gonna let you think about it. We'll get back to you on that because I don't want you just sitting here and I know you, I know you're not a Saints fan like that. Okay, I'm a, look. I, I, I allow you to come down Montague Street because I love you and you're my nephew. Okay, but <laughs> but the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, we I'm gonna give you opportunity to talk about your squad now. Okay, <laughs> just talk about your squad. Let me read a few more comments. I'm gonna let you think about it. If it ain't the Saints, then who who is gonna be? Says, uh, just got here. What's good, TJ and the SOTS fan? What's going on, Jared? Appreciate you being here, man. Better late than never. He said, I'm doing well, fam. How are you? Doing good. Says, I'm so tired of uh, saying the Chiefs won't be back for them to end up in the AFC Championship. Hey, look, as long as they got Andy Reid, they're going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Andy Reid is the best coach in the league right now. Okay, I still feel 
Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, in my honest opinion. But it's clearly that something is missing without Tom Brady being his quarterback. So, But we have seen Andy Reid take Vic. We've seen him take McNabb. We've seen him take Mahomes. We've seen him take all these different quarterbacks. Matt, you know, I'm not mistaken. What, Matt Castle? Matt Castle got him paid. No, it wasn't. Did he get Matt Castle? Nah. Matt Castle ended up like being a pro bowler because of him or something like that, of something that magnitude. But Andy Reid is the truth, okay? And um, so is Patrick Mahomes, man. So is Patrick Mahomes. But it, it's not going to be it's not gonna be easy. So you, you have some time to think about it, all right? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Who you who you think gonna be on top? If it's not your team, the Chiefs, who's it gonna be? Okay, so let me let's okay let's talk about Philly though. Okay, so Philly was a, a topic of conversation, right? Um, you got Jalen Hurts. He had a really good year. They they had a really good talented team. Had the best uh best record in the NFC. Do you think that they can go back to the Super Bowl? You think that's possible? Okay. All right. Fair enough. And fair enough. I, look, it's kind of hard for a team to like repeat to be a Super Bowl champion. The Chiefs, you know what I'm saying? Look, as long as they got Mahomes and he's straight, they going to be all right. 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 Okay. I mean, look, I mean, the Chiefs always, it's rather the AFC championship or uh, Super Bowl, but I do feel like, look, I, I can't, I can't, um, I can't go against Joe Burrow, man. Joe Burrow, that boy is a beast. And um, if they can keep they can keep their offense together, man. They, I mean, they lost uh Samaj P. Ryan. He played for the Denver Broncos. He was the backup running back. Don't know what's going to going to happen uh with the running back group. Um, but man, as long as they got that dude, they're they gonna be all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, if we under 500 by week six, I'm gonna have to sell these tickets to the Texans game. Look, if they under 500 by week six. Somebody needs to. This needs to be somebody last season for real. I'm sorry, it, like it, it is what it is, folks. Y'all better watch out uh, for Baker and them championship bucks, them champion bucks. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? to be somebody got to be smoking right now man ain't no way this man that came on here talking about no tampa bay yucks <laughs> of it this day after what we see man nah bro look i look i'm gonna be honest with you i think that them bringing back the cream sickle jerseys is it suffice to what this season is gonna look like because we all know what the cream sickle outfits really look like you know what i'm saying and what they represent right they represent ineptitude they represent sorry they represent pathetic and i, I feel like it, it suffice it suffice because you know they 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 rolled butt backwards into prosperity with tom brady now all of a sudden they feel like they're going to do it again and i just feel like they sadly mistaken now i, I like the energy and I like the fact that you came back here because you want to show everybody that it wasn't just Brady while you were a fan. But let's just be honest about this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man, they, I mean, ain't nobody checking for them. Ain't nobody checking for them. And this is also a reality The Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans coast to coast everywhere, from the east to the west to the north to the south. 
I'm probably naming uh, geographical areas where there are no Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. But nevertheless, this is a reality to Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans everywhere that nobody is checking for you all. I haven't seen a segment on television. I haven't seen a debate that has taken place in 2023 going into the 2023 season that involved the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And do you know why? Because ain't nobody checking for no Tampa Bay Buccaneers without Tom Brady. It's just that simple. It's not a knock. It's a reality. And once again, when you put those cream sickle jerseys on, when you put that orange jersey on with the guy, with the dagger in his mouth, with the winking of the eye, it's just symbolic of what this season actually is. And that is a season of disappointment, and time spent long overdue in the basement because that's where y'all gonna be down in the basement that where y'all gonna be at. i'm telling you i'm telling you man I'm, I'm just being real with you right now i mean i i ain't, I ain't been hearing from y'all it, it's been kind of scarce i heard tampa bay faithful saying a whole bunch of stuff over and over. I know you heard it. Tampa, man. Man, we about to win the Super Bowl. Tampa. Tampa Bay. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. We about to win it all. Everybody, they hopping out the trees. They hopping out the bushes. They hopping out of cars. They hopping out the sewer. Everywhere they can hop out to tell everybody that they are legit. And now in 2023, where they at though? I think the, the intro to this the, to this show speaks volume. Where they at, though? Where are those Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans that have been out here, quote-unquote, beating the drum for Tampa Bay? I ain't seen you. I ain't seen you. It's been a minute, man. I'm just saying. But I have nothing but respect for the brother that came up in here, that made it short and sweet, that said that they're going to be the, the checking for the champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even though in reality ain't nobody checking for them, not even themselves. But, hey, it is what it is. Final uh, comment says, you got Buck fans talking spicy while some of our fans talking about seven wins. Man, stop it. Well, i tell you what. If you have less confidence in the Saints as Tampa Bay has – more confidence in their team than I tell you, boy, your priorities are all messed up. I'm telling you right now, I believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win some games. I have to, but I also feel like they're not going to be very good. And I just think that they went to Vegas, put it all on black. They cashed out. Right. But the reality is they cashed out. But Kayla, they ain't saved no money, man. They just went out there and started buying Jordans. And they started buying Balenciaga. And they started buying Red Bottoms. And they used up all their money. Now they're walking around with potato sacks on. Okay? That's the way I look at it. You, should, you were supposed to save it for a rainy day. When you had those opportunities with Tom Brady, you were supposed to go out here and add some more talented players to the team. But what did you do? You cashed it all out. You cast it all out, man. You cannot, you cannot go out here and buy 
all the Yeezys that you can find. <laughs> oh, you can't do that, man. And you expect for you to have some money at the end. It's just not going to happen. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Shouts out to everybody that, that chimed in, everybody that called in. Much love to you. Um, previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And uh, also, you can check out the Gumbo Pot Sports podcast that is available uh, right now on YouTube, youtube.com. Search Gumbo Pot Sports podcast. Check out the articles and also previous episodes of the State of the Saints and the Gumbo Pot on the website, gumbopotsports.com. Uh, I did say this. I'm glad that he uh, chimed back in. Just before we go, just before we go, I see Izzy in here. I'm going to let Izzy get in. Uh, before we get up out of here. Izzy, how you doing? Hey, TJ. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I called back in April when I went to the uh, draft. Yeah, yeah. How was, yeah. Yeah, how did you enjoy yourself? It was wonderful. It was yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. That's great I'm to not hear. Gonna, I'm not going to talk about all because I know you want to get out of here. Um, just I had some points. So I don't need to talk about them because you, you hit them up pretty well. So... <laughs> The next time you do this, I'm going to talk about all my talking points. <laughs> okay. Look, I mean, look, if you had something to say, I mean, I don't want to feel like, you know, that, I mean, I want you to be able to, you know, say what you got to say. I don't want to feel like, you know, I'm trying to run your body. You feel feel free. <laughs> feel free to uh, say, you know, express yourself and, and say what okay. you have to say. Okay. I'm just really excited for this this season. I just really want miss football. I'm ready for it to come back anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want us to stop talking about getting Chase Young. Please stop that. Please stop <laughs> okay. Delvin Delvin Cook. Stop talking about that. Please mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. Stop that, talking that. about Hunter Renfro, although he would be a great addition. Just just stop. Right. I don't want to trade no picks. I don't want to do any of that. I want us to just that's that's Let's get over the coaching that's going to happen this season because mm -hmm. I have zero confidence in the coaching. <laughs> A lot of confidence in the talent, zero confidence in the coaching. Mm -hmm. I'm just, ugh, I'm ready for that to, to go. We need to move on about this Drew Brees talk, mm -hmm. comparing um, our current QB. Okay. Derek Carr. I agree with that. Breeze. I agree with Just, that. I want that spirit, that culture of excitement. And I think it's there. I'll see when I go to training camp in July. Because mm -hmm. I'm going to go home for, because I told you I live here in Kansas City. Right, right. And Kansas City is not going to take it all this you year. You hear that? She so stay I, in Kansas City, hey, man. Your nephew. Hey. hey your... <laughs> <laughs> they are not. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I live here, okay? Mm -hmm. And usually every year around this time, it's a big talk up. You know, um, um, Patrick Mahomes on the television. They do like, you know, the Saints do at home. Right. But I have not seen high nor hair of Patrick Mahomes on the news, on the, re um, the sporting reports that they have for the local um channels here right and i'm i'm believing because he was hurt really mm -hmm. bad he really right. was he played hurt yeah, especially yeah in the championship was. game mm -hmm. i think and and here's another thing i wanted to say i'm doing this all over the place <laughs> no it's all right i don't think the saints you know 
when we played the Eagles, you know, we played them three years in a row, all three in uh, Philly. Philly, yep. That includes Drew Brees last year. And mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts beat us every time we played them until yep. last season. And what was Jalen Hurts? He was hurt. Hurt, yep. So he went, didn't play. So I don't even count that game. I want to beat the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, That's I agree. <laughs> I agree. So I don't even count it. But but Patrick Mahomes is hurt, and there's been no talk about it. Like, it's silent. Mm. Nothing. So I'm just saying. That's why I think they going they he hasn't been he went a couple of times to um OTAs. Yeah. He did, but um not so he's been in the building just not you know really doing anything cuz I think they're doing a lot of rehab with him. Right. But yeah. They're not going to take it. Who's going to take it? Uh, I think it's going if the Eagles play to the level they played last year because I believe that um, they didn't lose two because the, it was an even match game. It mm -hmm. just so happens that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs had the ball last and they kept making little mistakes at the end with all those calls. But yeah. I think I think it could be the Eagles that could take it. If my beautiful Saints, <laughs> <laughs> my loved ones. Now, Ross Jackson got us winning 10 and 7 games. <laughs> okay mm -hmm. but there's this guy on and i'm really starting to hate uh nfl good morning football and all that other stuff <laughs> I, I i really am gonna stop talking about uh looking at them mm -hmm. but they got one one guy on um i think total access got us mm -hmm. winning nine games mm -hmm. yeah. i said he's out of his rabbit behind mine <laughs> Yeah, I look. I think when it, I think when people are picking, you know, the Saints to not win double digit games, I think it has a lot to do with what you was talking about earlier. It's Dennis Allen, you know, it, <laughs> like seriously, like look, right. I, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat. Like I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I, I look. That's probably like. I, that's probably <laughs> the main reason why you know they they tell me, oh, you know, we we like what you do, but. We, we don't want you to come down here and cover the right. team. I'm good. I'm good with that. If that means that I got to, you know what I'm saying, like, man, man, seriously. We just going to have Every, to prove it. Yeah. We're going to have to prove it. Get Every, out there and play. Everybody, look, everybody knows it's Dennis Allen. It, I'm sorry. Right. It's, it's Dennis Allen. And look, if Dennis Allen look in the mirror, he knows that's the reason why nobody picking him. He has something he to prove. He knows him. So, <laughs> you, look. I feel like they they are capable of winning double digit games, right? right. But they got to be able to get out of their own way, and they also have to win the battle of attrition as well. They got to win there. It's been it's right. been issues with injuries that has caused this team constant setbacks, and uh, hopefully they can get it together so they can you know so they can win these double digit games and maybe even make it interesting, be a you know a top three seat, one, two, or three, right. Know? Yeah, so I don't know. Like they, they need to get it done though. They need to get it done. And one last thing, just the last thing, and then mm -hmm. and then I'm you know I'm finished. Mm -hmm. Uh also the reason why I believe that Kansas City will not take it is mm -hmm. because Eric B. Anthony is not there anymore. Okay. All right, fair. So. That's fair. Now that's fair. And uh, honestly, I, I think if they don't 
be as effective as they were offensively in years past, mm-hmm. you have to give that man his credit. Because nobody right. was giving this guy's credit when Andy Reid was on the sideline. It's Andy, it's Andy, it's Andy. If this guy goes to the commanders and he mm-hmm. has Sam Howell playing out his mind and he has Terry McLaurin and all those offensive players out there being effective with the commanders and you right. see a step back with the Kansas City Chiefs, there's no way in the world that guy shouldn't be a head coach in 2024. No way. That's right. No way. Thank you for accepting my call. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too, Izzy. Thank you for calling in. I, I appreciate All right. it. All right. I call back anytime. All right. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, shouts out to Izzy. You know, like, for real. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, that that's an, that's somebody that is important, too, to your Kansas City Chiefs. Eric Bieniemy. If Eric Bieniemy goes to the commanders and that offense is rolling and the Kansas City Chiefs takes a step back, once again, I'm going to look into the camera over here. That man better get a job in 2024. I don't want to hear nothing about what Shady McCoy said about him. Who cares? This man deserves to be a head coach, and they they no longer can just hide behind that whole Andy Reid narrative, straight up. But thank y'all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Much love to everybody here once again. Um, and also, uh, check me out on Twitter, uh, TJYJones8. Um, make sure you uh, – Follow me on Twitter. And um, once again, for those that don't know, uh, you can hit that like button. You can subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can comment. Uh, you can also share these videos and uh, check out the Gumbo Pot Sports uh, website, GumboPotSports.com. Uh, and uh, check out the new article. Man, I have an article that just came out about DeMarco Jackson and him stepping up uh, in the absence of Caden Ellis moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, much, much more. And also, uh, the app is available as well. There's a link uh, that's available on the Gumbo Pie Facebook page as well as my Twitter page where you can actually download the app and you'll get notifications every time I do a show, the podcast, and everything, all the new news articles that I put out. Make sure you check it out. Uh, Till next time, this has been the State of Saints podcast. And like always, all I got to say is... Don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good.